If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Today's episode is brought to you by Talkspace, the online therapy company that empowers you to improve your mental health from anywhere at any time. Get matched with a licensed therapist from over 2,000 choices and message them whenever you need to. No commutes and no judgment. For a special offer for our listeners, visit Talkspace.com forward slash zone and use the code zone to get $30 off of your first month and show your support for this show. Talkspace, it's therapy for how we live today. Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend. Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. Let me stop her dead in her tracks. Okay? No, let, let's not say. Right. She's talking about, oh, say. Oh, no. Yo, no, say. I don't know what she's talking about. I don't know why she's talking about it. I don't, I. So we're just going to start off with that. Just a few short seconds. In the spirit of Amy Winehouse. I felt like that was appropriate to do today. It's been that kind of week. It's also President's Day as we're recording this early this week. That's right. Normally, that's none of y'all's business. That's right, But too. because of the clip that we used, I felt like it was appropriate to pay a little homage since we're dishonorable in our presidency. <laughs> wow. Wow. We will be dishonorable in our singing voice. So, low key, that was for the culture, Fergie. And I thank you. <laughs> She was doing that as a wake-up so people could see the state of America right now. That was right. She didn't take the knee. She took the note. Wow, Dustin. 
She took the note. It is patriotic. She took the note. You can't have it back. You can't have it back. It is gone. <laughs> so with that being said, oh, wow. and more importantly Guess understood, what, it's gonna be that kind of episode. Welcome to the friend zone, your weekly look <gasps> into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene. Because who in the hell, which, which one of y'all <laughs> oh, wants a musty no. brain? <laughs> Which one of y'all? Which two? Yeah. Hi, guys. <laughs> what up? Welcome to the friends. I'm still, I'm still recovering from that. Um, that note. <laughs> not say it that. sounded like Fergie singing. It sounded like she was digging in her purse looking for something while she was singing the national anthem. Ben yeah, it looked like she. It sounded like she. That's how she was singing. It sounded like she was busy, like distracted, looking in her right. purse, digging for something, and had to sing the national anthem at the same time. She said she was trying to give a sultry rendition. Oh, she tried mm. it all right. It just didn't translate. What does sultry mean mm-hmm. again? I don't think I know from that performance. You know, it happens. <laughs> it does It does happen. I, I do like a little Fergalicious in my life, so I'm not going to give her too much. I really feel like I could have done a better job. <laughs> wow. So and that's just shooting weekend? it. That's just keeping it 100. And I love I Fergie. Mean, this ain't going to be misunderstood. Why as you call me, her little Fergie? You know, <laughs> this is not going to be misunderstood as me hating Fergie because I actually love her music. Right. Same. And I'm a fan of hers. So that's why I feel like I have full license Absolutely. to say that she sounded like a chainsaw. I feel like she could sit here with us and we could talk about the jokes together and laugh because we love Fergie that much. It doesn't have to be a minute though because I feel like if I did it right now, I would definitely be laughing at her. And so I, she know. I need a little bit more time so I can laugh with her. Like, girl, you know, you over it by now. You know. No, she got to know. <laughs> yeah. Because at this know. point, I'm going to be trying to hold my laugh in. You know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, so hi. Hi, friend. Those of you who tweeted me emojis of avocados. <laughs> You are terrible. Avocados. Because that's how she sounded, ain't it? No, I'm not even (laughs) How's your weekend? (laughs) The Rockets were red and glaring (laughs) this weekend. Amen. I worked all damn weekend long, Yo, friend. who are you telling? Every day this weekend. Shout out to everybody. I've been running into a lot of listeners Aww. lately, yes. like everywhere. Yay. So shout out to everybody that's been listening to The Friend Zone. And one highlight of my weekend, personally, was the Reed's fifth year anniversary. Yay! Congratulations. That was such an experience. And to see the amount of love that was outpoured to them in that room, it was just breathtaking. And you could not help but be, yeah, we was laughing and talking shit about people, you know what I mean? (laughs) But you still felt a general, like, it was just like a big group hug and nobody was musty. It was a black ass time. And grant me the opportunity to say that my brothers, (laughs) my two brothers got on stage (laughs) and performed their asses off. (laughs) I knew they were dancing, but they didn't tell me. (laughs) So when the girl came out with the braids, I was like, no, they're not. (laughs) Look, by the way, by the way, I was so mad that everybody knew. Immediately. Before she even got to the center of the stage. She didn't even sing yet. Immediately. Everybody knew what it was. So freaking funny. But honestly, you guys were amazing. I was so proud. I was Thank like you, clapping so hard and <laughs> just so excited because y'all are just so talented. Thank you so friend. much. Friend. You guys had the dance moves just like the professional dancers. Shout out to Michelle too because I know that was her okay. choreography. Shout 
Shout out to Michelle. Or rather, her instruction, I okay. should say. Sister yes. Mary Clarence. Sister Mary Clarence. <laughs> did her thing. She was killing that. She is awesome and her team. And yes. just that was great. I was really proud of you guys. You guys Thank are so you, awesome. Friend. Thank you. But just that moment, that it, show, it was How did it feel when y'all came out? That's like, what, 1,500 people? Mm-hmm. How did it feel? Crazy as hell. Scary. I yeah. don't know. It was just like somebody, it was almost like somebody just was like, go and kick me in my ass. And I just like bolted out onto the stage. <laughs> That's what it felt like. The energy just made you lose it when you came out. And you just got this burst of energy to just I do what you came to do. Yeah. It was overwhelmingly great. Oh, so yes you were so good thank you it thank was you, so friend. much fun it was so much fun it actually took me back to high school oh. just being running around like the stage and the behind the scenes and right, doing sound check and, and rehearsals and stuff so I was like oh <laughs> I have a little experience with this right? but then it was still the Apollo so it was like you ain't got no experience with this <laughs> I rubbed the log yes the tree of hope couldn't believe it I never thought I was gonna do that Isn't all the it years really soft so soft so nice I was like is this velveteen what is this <laughs> No, the log was velour. <laughs> the hell? It's really black like that. They got a velour log. I'm <laughs> dead. <laughs> like Kiki Shepard. Oh, Kiki Shepard. So, amen for being at the Apollo. That was a highlight of my weekend as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I also dyed my hair because I decided I wanted to become a Pokemon. And it was cute. <laughs> I love Thank how you. you had it like braided up or was it's, you tied it's it twist. up? It's, twisted. It's, 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 it's like coil twist. Mm. So, when I take it out, my hair is going to look longer. So cute. Because... I just want to do something crazy and random as fuck. I love it's it. February is almost over. Black History Month we showing out. Hey. You know, we've been out here in Wakanda and shit, so. Ooh, gotta talk about that too. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. gotta, gotta talk about everything. It's been a hell of a Black History it Month, has. honestly. Legit. So, For real. That was my weekend. How about yours, friend? My weekend was great. I shot the last image for Target. Ooh. Universal Thread. Universal Thread. Um, First of all, thank you guys again for the love that you guys poured into Image 2. Because I was, you know, I don't want to be like, leave a comment. Like, I want you to feel compelled. Like, if you like the picture, leave a comment. But you guys literally left almost a thousand comments. Like, I love it. I can't even wrap my brain around that. I'm so humbled by how sweet you guys are to me and the support, everything. could you imagine doing something like this and not getting any negativity on the internet? This is I beautiful. I didn't know that was possible. You know, there's always that someone that's like, well, right. no, nothing. At least none I'm aware of, I should say. That's beautiful, <laughs> obviously, you know, things They're going to be like, well, I'm going to leave a comment now. <laughs> but I'll keep it. Wait it was all supportive, all sweet. And I love y'all because I told y'all to stop harassing Target. So y'all got nicer but still stayed on Target. (laughs) (laughs) So instead of making fun of the kids on the page, y'all were like, these jeans are great. Would love to see Fran in them. (laughs) Y'all code switch. I saw Target had responded. (laughs) You saw that? Yeah, they they said like, well, we love her too, you know. (laughs) They were like, relax that ass. I'm like, yeah, baby, they getting them good. Bullseye. But um, But thank you, man. I love this second set, Fran. Yeah. When you're in in front of that big glass window yes. I love them friend. so love them. yeah and all of these um, were my creativity of like the vibe I wanted to pull with the laundromat um, the second one was the beautiful setting and then the third one is more of like a business vibe in front of a soundboard and by the time you guys hear this episode the pictures mm-hmm. will be out it's the third and final set so of course if you feel compelled that's right if you like the pictures I would love for you guys to show it just as much love y'all know what to do she ain't gonna <laughs> tell you what to do but I'll tell okay. you what to do keep doing it Thank cause you. I as much appreciated and obviously when you guys give us this type of push yes. it shows the brands that working with influencers like us 
is equally as powerful, equally as important. And so thank you guys because it's an ecosystem. You mm-hmm. guys push me. I do the creative side. You guys give the support. And then mm-hmm. we all open doors. So right. thank you. I love you guys. You guys are the best. And I'm also happy that it's over because I was so anxious about it. <laughs> Y'all know I don't really do like photo shoots and stuff like that. So it's a little bit out of my comfort zone. But I'm glad that. I did what I did. And did I'm, it damn well. I'm glad you did Thank too, you. friend, because right? low-key, I hope to see more of you. Oh, like, If not with Target. You. I just think that you do, like, the perfect, like, partnerships with Instagram and stuff. Like, you actually yeah, I'm proud make of them. it work. I think they've been cool. Yeah. Like, you know how yes. people can, anybody can sell, like, tummy tea or some shit <laughs> and just, like, put up that fake-ass smile picture and do some shit. Right. But you actually make it make sense. Thank yes. you. Yeah, I'm Speaks very proud. Volumes. It's very awesome. And I will be in L.A. this week. Ooh, come I'm on. very excited. I'll, by the time you guys hear this, I'll already be there. I'm excited to see my L.A. friends. So if they see Shout you, out to you. Maya and Jesse. India Show. Yes, the West Coast Connections. West Coast Connections. I'm happy to spend some time in the warmth and the sun because New York has been cold and rainy and gloomy um so you know holla out a play if you see me on the street ah, yeah <laughs> <laughs> holla out a play right so yeah that's it you ready to jump into this week's show because it's a wild card episode y'all know what that means right that oh wait no we have to do the recap first yes we do look at me we gotta do the recap before it's our kneecaps They ain't gonna play that shit. Where's the shit at the beginning? They're gonna be in the comments so fast. (laughs) Not where's the shit at the beginning. (laughs) So last week's episode, we had an episode titled Maybe It's You. And a lot of you were triggered by the title before you even pressed play. Um, (laughs) People were like, I don't want to hear this this week. So as always, you guys had a lot to say about the topic, which we covered. What was it? Maybe It's You discussing. I did an audit where you guys answered a couple questions. A lot of you did answer them and shared your answers, which I appreciated on. Are you being a good contribution to the lives around you? That's and making right. Making sure that you're not just pointing fingers on what isn't working, but also looking in to see how much of that is because of you. So, as always, you had tons of things to say. Asante, who stood out to you? I wanted to shout out Seymour. Uh, he actually emailed into the show self audit instead of self deprecating. I hear that. Um, this week really hit mainly hit mainly because it gave sort of a guideline to self audit properly instead of constantly beating myself up for not doing slash being better. The questions that Fran posed makes me really think of the good I do as well as what I need to work on because I'm usually just festering over the failures I have and thinking I should be better. Blah blah blah. It was annoying more than anything. Just asking if I contributed anything to my friends' lives or what. What do we discuss most of the time makes me really think about, first, what my friends and I are doing for each other. Hmm. Then I have to find out where I help, and it's creatively. I help fre- I help flesh out ideas or even execute them as an artist. I'm a photographer, painter, and sketch artist. In that, they also help me out with my own personal projects because I'm colorblind. So sometimes my Aww, work may be so a bit cool. off in colors or shaded, and they help me with that so the collaborative work comes out perfectly. Self-audit instead of letting my failures jump me. Thanks, guys. P.S. I'm trying to hold it together at work because Dustin got a nigga dying talking about a damn jet pack to heaven. <laughs> I immediately thought about the mentions and everything, but I guess we're going to come back to that part. Just shout out to everybody that got it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they Imagine automatically. He added us to that damn game. They automatically understood exactly what I meant. 
You know, I want to go with some dignity. Oh, <laughs> Fran, what did you find? Simone on SoundCloud said, Fran, your question. Simone? Mm-hmm. Dr. Simone? No, I'm just playing. Dr. Simone. Why <laughs> she listen to the show? <laughs> yes, I know. We'll get there. <laughs> Dr. Simone stepped into the SoundCloud room. (laughs) So, Fran, your question about reflecting on if your friendships are one-sided was interesting because I am that friend that everyone comes to vent to but seldom asks how I am because I'm the quote-unquote strong friend. I'm the problem solver and, as you mentioned, the nurturer. When evaluating my friendships, I realized that I don't mind that at all. Checking in isn't something I need from my friends because I've always been the type to go to myself first. When I need to vent because the burden is too much to carry on my own, trust me, I do. All I require is the comfort of knowing that they're there when I need an emotional outlet. Other than that, the constant checking in is kind of annoying. What works for me may not work for others. So like every other relationship, studying your friends and learning what they need from you is essential, just a different perspective. Mm. And I completely agree because I think, first of all, your point is 100% accurate. I think every friendship is going to be different. Mm -hmm. You have to understand each other and what works and what doesn't, who needs what, who doesn't need that. The whole point, I think you take you took me saying checking in a little too literal. It doesn't mean that like you're gonna be blowing up each other's phones like, How you feeling today, girl? <laughs> it's just the awareness. You know, it's the awareness of am I aware of my friend's needs? Is my friend aware of mine? It doesn't mean that we're constantly like sitting doing audits every time we talk but sometimes friends really and I got a lot of messages like that where they were like yo I didn't even really realize that like I don't ask my friends shit (laughs) anytime I call it's literally always about me and it took them to kind of ask themselves those audit questions to see it and sometimes it's just not being in awareness so it's more so that than like so literally you know, focusing on, like, your friend's needs every time you guys talk. You should be laughing and playful, but also, like I said, aware of, is there an ecosystem? Like you said, it's just the knowing that the option is there is what's important to you. And that, to me, is the same for me. I'm pretty uh, self-reliable, self-sufficient. I can kind of work on myself when I need to. But I do like knowing that I have the quality of friends where if it gets to a point where I can't do it on myself... I have friends there that I feel safe with, mm-hmm. that I trust, and that I know have my back. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, yeah, it's the knowing sometimes more than actually needing to use it as an outlet. Sometimes that's equally as valuable. But I loved your point. Different perspective. That's important, too. Amen. What about you, Dustin? What did you find on these Twitter streets? Well, I just want to say, I, I guess I'm all right with that response. You know, you know, having a different <laughs> perspective. Sometimes I feel like they just be trying to offer another perspective. Like, well, you could have thought about it this way. But in this case, you know, I'm with this today. Okay, so. <laughs> I love Dustin. She's having to remind their ass sometimes. Okay, but so. Um, pulling out the sword. <laughs> I was oh, 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 Okay. <laughs> I would like to give a shout out to. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't forget it. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Fran got me down. Okay, so I want to give a shout out to Jonathan Mena, the one and only. Hey. Oh, Jonathan! 
mm. um, who tweeted um, a really cool article from Vulture.com, which is the story of Combat Jack, hip-hop's flagship podcaster. And Jonathan tweeted that before Combat Jack died, he told me that what he said in this Vulture article written by Paul Cantor was his absolute truth and that it needed to be told. Oh, so I just want to give a shout out to that. Check that article out when you get a chance. I read it and it was very, very good. Mm. That's what's up. That last paragraph is going to make you shed lots of tears. Oh, man. Put it that way. The oh. last couple sentences. Um, I also would like to give a shout out to the actress Ellen Pompeo. Oh, God. Who a lot of people know from Grey's Anatomy fame. <laughs> She's been getting buck on Twitter. Oh, baby. You already. Oh, baby. <laughs> so... Okay, so this um, this lady that works on Fox News named Laura Ingram, she looked like the side of a book. She was she 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 looked like a bookend. That's what she looks like, like the binding part. Her face is like rounded like that, like the binding of a book, and it's still flat a little bit. That's what the whole look like. But anyway, so she was on Fox News or whatever talking shit about LeBron James, and so she said that you know he should shut up and dribble and a couple other racist things. Um, so Ellen Pompeo quoted her tweet. It said, someone tell this bitch to meet me outside. Wow. I'm so not in the mood for playing nice or polite this week. And I said, you know what? Let me scoot over and make some room for Ellen Pompeo. Okay. <laughs> okay? I appreciated that. Thank Ooh. you, my sister. You love us for real. Um, I'm letting them know. <laughs> I would also like to give a huge Twitter Streets shout out to Chris at Trini underscore flower who said I'm a beat look at Dustin's ass for the way my Dr. Pepper went in my nose when he said Richard Pryor and Marlon Brando had an ecosystem. Oh my God. You guys don't encourage Dustin. Also Oh my God. Courtney Morty Town Loco let me have a word with you real quick. Oh And it's at C underscore Ortney who tweeted me Uh not even us Okay, because the conversation was amongst the three of us. Uh-oh. Tweeted me a picture of that ass that got emailed to us that time that we brought up last week. What? Tweeted me the picture. <gasps> Wait, it's her? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, since you want to be funny, you know what I mean? Wait, <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? It's her. It's see. her. Yeah. <laughs> it is her. So, <laughs> I didn't ask you. For a reminder. Oh, she won that round. She Dustin. did. Come on. I mean, well, the only reason she won was because it was literally a clap back. <laughs> I'm about to retweet it. Thank you. I'm about to retweet it. He said it was a clap it back. It was a clap back. Ooh. So thank you for showing that me. was Fun. I love her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. She tweeted me the issue. I love Show you, the world. Courtney, you are funny Show as Show the world shit. that I <laughs> And I still, (laughs) to this day, you know. (laughs) But yeah, you know what, Courtney? So, you know, I understand that we all have to clap, but nothing. She just (laughs) Just wrote, she wrote, she wrote, here's a reminder. I love (laughs) y'all. Kiss my ass. And all of it is right Ooh. there. So, you know, she sent me Ooh. her old slick down ass in this picture or whatever, you know. I mean, and I didn't ask for it the first time. I didn't ask for it in a tweet, but I still ended up with it some kind of way. So, you know, to Courtney and to her ass, you know, thanks for that clap back. That's a real clap back. She made it clap and sent it back. Oh, Jesus. 
I mm-hmm. needed. I really needed that. I did. So now I know I didn't heard of the Golden Globes. <laughs> but yes. So uh, you know, that's all I got. You know what I'm saying? When I I knew it was time to get out the streets, when I started seeing naked asses in them and shit, I was like, oh no, it's time for me. To, Ooh, the ghetto. It's time for me to get out of here. I had to go home. So you know, you turn a dark that was corner. It. Yeah, I was like, uh uh-uh. uh. So yeah. So that's it in these Twitter streets. Oh, Thank wow. you. Jesus. That was great. And now yes. we can jump into this week's wild card episode. You know what that means. There's nothing deep today. Today we breathe. Today we laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she live in LA. She going to show you her ass. <laughs> she going to flash you in the street. <laughs> I'm going to send you a, a Snapchat, Dustin. She don't mind. <laughs> she don't mind. I'm telling you. Don't come up to friend trying to show her your no, ass. No, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> please don't. Please. She on mine, y'all. I'm telling you, she do not mind. She'll pull up and pull down. I was about to say, okay. you sure? Yeah. Like, <laughs> pull. So, Dustin. Yes, hi. What you hitting us with today for this week's wild card? Okay, so, you know. Ooh. And he be going in cold. He did not tell us. Nope. Nope, because I really wanted to make this fun. So. Oh boy. A couple days ago, Monica Brown, who we all know and love, Ooh, everybody loved Monica. <laughs> so she posted an Instagram post that mm-hmm. had a text caption and it said, Text your friends and tell them and say, quote, I told the investigators I was with you from nine to twelve. They about to call you. End quote. Oh wow. and post their response. So before I saw her post, <laughs> Drew sent me that. Uh, my friend Carlton sent me that. Terrorist a bunch that. of people <laughs> sent it to me or whatever, right? And everybody. once I figured out that it was a joke and a trend, and I saw what everybody was posting, their responses, it was hilarious. People were like, okay, so what, was it AM or PM? Or, uh, okay, where was we at? Okay, whatever. You, like, it was just hilarious figuring out who was going to ride, who was going to die for you. You know what I'm saying? Y'all like, some good friends. It's a good gauge. I would have left you on red. So I saw this, you know, because <laughs> baby, not like who? me. Who said that, <laughs> baby? You my alibi, oh, sh- baby. I was asleep for three hours. I didn't get your message. Though you was locked up. I ain't even know, man. I was just. No. I called Drew. <laughs> I didn't even text back because I'm like, well, what the fuck? Are we gonna text and leave evidence? Let me just oh, call. True. Right. So I called Drew Smart. and he busted out laughing. He was like, I knew your ass was gonna call. <laughs> I knew you were gonna text back. Anywho, so yeah. it had me thinking because it was kind of like, you know, what would your friends do if they were in these situations? What would you do if you were in that situation? And they made that kind of request from you. And so I compiled a list. Oh my God. Of questions. <laughs> You know, it's kind of like a would you rather, what would you do esque show today. Very light, very fun. I'm going to give you guys some scenarios, okay. a couple choices. All right. You know, we're all going to talk about, this. you know, yeah, we're all going to talk about what would you do. And so, one of the first questions that I would like to ask you guys, and this is very simple, it's a very, very, let's just go for it. So, would you rather be able to see 10 minutes into your own future? Or ten minutes into the future of anyone but yourself. What? What? Wait. So you have a choice, right? You can either see ten minutes into your own future all the time, right? So like you can see in his head into the future, or you can see everybody else's future, but just not your own. What would you pick and why? You could see ten minutes into your future <clears throat> or ten minutes into the future of everyone else. What would you use it for? Because, mm. like, see me, I need to see what everybody else is doing. 
because it don't matter what I'm going to do next if I know what everybody else got going I'm on. I'm dead. So <laughs> I'm going to roll with knowing what y'all are doing in the next 10 minutes <laughs> so I can formulate what I'm going to do. I think I'd rather know what I'm doing. That's what I was thinking. Right? So I could be 10 steps ahead of everybody. <laughs> okay. okay. Would you rather go to jail for four years for something you didn't do or would you rather get away with something horrible that you did do but always live in fear of getting caught. Oh my God, Dustin, these questions. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm throwing you all the way off this week. <laughs> That's right. So come on. Would you rather go to jail for four years for something you didn't do or get away with it but always live in fear for the rest of your life, I'd be on the edge of getting caught? I'd rather live in fear. Four years and you're done though. Yeah, but that's four years of like, like I ain't do shit. And I'm it would essentially up. be like missing Love and Hip Hop Hollywood because it's been on for like four seasons, right? <laughs> oh my god! So just remove that part right, of your but, life. Could you for, deal with it? But I'm also thinking to myself, like, damn, I got to spend four years for some shit I ain't even do. Like, I might as well be on the run for some shit that I did do and just always be scared, like, oh shit, I hope I don't get caught because I did some bullshit. Versus, like, we don't give a fuck that you ain't do this shit. We locking you up, and I just got to like be like, damn, I should have just did some bullshit. It depends on how heinous the crime is. I can't do nothing super crazy. Like, I've done some bad things before, but nothing like, <laughs> like, ain't nobody died or nothing. So it's been like, okay, y'all gonna live. Y'all all right. This is actually a tough question. You're having a hard time so. thinking because about that, Because there's a right? part of me that would go to jail, because once you get the four years over with, even though that sucks, but then once you're done, you're done. Whereas I thought it was four years on the run. On the, I mean, not four years, but being on the run, you're never done. That's like a, in the jail, mental jail. Even oh, I though thought your you body said you were on the run for four years. I mean, so like at some point, I guess someone's gonna take the fall or something. Yeah, you just always got to be worried, and then someone else is gonna take the in fall. In jail, I might always have energy. to be worried. <laughs> True, but it's only for four years. If you if you on the run, that's forever until. They either catch you or you die. You just always shook. But if it's but what I thought it was only on the run for four years. That's what I thought it was. No, the rest of your life. Oh, you just I'm, on the run. Well, then I'm gonna serve the four years in jail. That's what I'm saying. I could live in easy. In, I could live. <laughs> I could live easy in jail. I know that's fucked <laughs> you up to did say. say. I could live easy. But you know, I mean, <laughs> why you think you could live easy? What? <laughs> first of first and foremost. Controlled environment. I ain't got no excuse to not, you know, go to the gym, work out, and all that bullshit. <laughs> and free sex. Okay, now. I mean, just easy sex. <laughs> and I could use what I got to get what I want all the time. <laughs> it w- Real Housewives of, of, lock wow. up, of Lockdown. That's what it, for the next four years. You know what? That's four seasons in jail. I'll do that. You're right. Go ahead. Okay. Would you rather have hands that kept growing as you got older? <laughs> Or feet that kept growing as you got older. Oh my you know god, these questions! What you got to pick? This no more. But that's as you old as you, as old as you get, I'm hosting. <laughs> Doctor Heavenly, and I'm gonna go with the hands. Doctor Heavenly, I'm gonna go with the hands. Um, okay, um, so what are you gonna pick? You picking hands or feet? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the craziest. You picking hands you. or feet? <laughs> Wait, grow like how much? Consistently. <laughs> So, like, just it's something that you have to deal with. Either your hands are going to just be going all the way down the hall or, like, your feet are. So, which would you rather have to deal with? 
I'm gonna pick hands because at least I can stand up straight and push them down in the bag or something like that. <laughs> but after your feet, hands, you can't. But you after know. your hands get so big, you're not gonna be able to like open things or use them. You can't wipe your ass. You can't shower. They just make like things at, to accommodate. At it, I least, guess. With, at least with feet, like you can trip people over and shit or move them out your way if they in your goddamn way and stuff. Like, but with feet, you can't really fit in your crib. You can't sleep. Oh. With hands, I don't know if I can sleep oh, wait, depending on how big. <laughs> right, like shit. This is such a crazy question. I don't even. I'm sitting here picturing these big ass feet. I think I'm gonna go with big hands. Big, big feet for me. Because at least you don't have to dress your hands to go outside. That's right. Whereas feet, you know what you're gonna wear. And you can slap a whole community your, of people. Can you fit your your hand through your shirt? Can you put your shirt on because <laughs> your hands so big? Can you put your pants on because your feet so big? How you open your front door? With your foot. <laughs> oh okay. So this one is really going to... I'm telling you now, I apologize for the dark nature of this I'm next a, question. Oh, my God. The but, this, but this question I'm is going to really... Back. This is really going to like... Y'all have to make... And you have to answer, okay? But you have to answer, too. Okay, I'll answer this question. Okay. Oh this question God. I'll answer. I'm all in. Friend, what did I you just know. do? I don't know. I don't know. This is like <laughs> the wild, too, wild he card. Was too, <laughs> would you... He's in Wakanda right now. <laughs> That's right. And with the, with the one tribe that ended up saving him. <laughs> the other tribe. Anyway, um, <laughs> would you rather accidentally be responsible for the death of a child mm-hmm. oh, my goodness. or accidentally be responsible for the deaths of three adults. What? You know, I feel like we're playing Saw. What in the You're snapped? Jigsaw right now. So this happens, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're responsible for a death. <laughs> <laughs> you came out the fucking chair. <laughs> Even the studio is falling apart. <laughs> so, okay. So would you rather be responsible for the death of a child or the death of a Well, I'm not putting that into the accidentally. Ethan, I fuck around, walk out the studio and be like, no. <laughs> um, I would just have to go with the adults. There's Damn, no way. Justin. Even though they're both accidental, right? You know what I mean? It literally says accidentally, so clearly. But if it if if I if I'm in this situation and I have to pick, I just it would have to be the three adults. Okay, I'm so sorry. what if you picked three adults, right? You picked you picked the next future black president, you picked a doctor, and you picked someone that was supposed to do surgery and save someone you love's life. Oh my. The baby could end up being all three. Or the baby could be a mass murderer. So could them motherfuckers. You know how many sure. doctors and presidents. Look, we got to create the president now. <laughs> Shit. I'm just saying. Yeah. So the crapshoot, you know, it's just going to be what it is. But I, I, I can't have, I, the, uh, the, yeah, adults. I can't do that child thing. Friend. Mm-mm. Okay. I'm not <laughs> So it. You ain't putting that juju in me. I would like to. Okay, so this is a good one for Fran then, right? Mm-hmm. Would you rather live your entire life in a virtual reality where all your wishes are granted or in the real world where all your wishes will still be granted? Wait. Virtual reality where all your, or the real world? Mm-hmm. So, like, you could create your own entire universe and have all your wishes. Or did you, like would you rather... Internet? Like the internet? <laughs> like we do now? <laughs> Or would you rather okay. live in like today's, like what we know life to be now? So could you do like Wakanda? <laughs> or would you rather like live how we live today, but just be able to have like the wishes granted that, you know, any wish you wanted? 
You know what this sounds like? Remember that game I told y'all about, Second Life? Oh. You ever seen that documentary? Y'all never seen that? Mm-mm. Y'all gotta watch that on Netflix. It is wild. It's people who, in their realities, their life sucks so bad, or at least in their perception of their life, that they are participating in this virtual reality. Participating <laughs> no. in, the virtual, okay. in a virtual reality. It's like a community online, mm-hmm. and you can design yourself you can create what you look like you can they have stores where you can pay actual money and go into the shops in this virtual community and buy like your outfits some of them are artists so they'll like perform they have gigs they get paid it's a real community i need to join yeah you can live there so let's say you're a failed artist here in this life you go on this this uh, I guess it's like it's just some kind of software called Second Life and you can be an artist so other people come and attend with their avatars and they watch you perform so you're literally an artist you're just an artist in a different virtual reality and you get paid people live on this like you get paid for singing you get paid for designing the clothes you get paid for owning the shop where they sell the clothes there are people that are architects in the software and build the apartments where you could live. They build the furniture. Like, it's a world. You got to watch this. Yo, it's so wild. So the question ain't even crazy? No. Well, what the hell is the point? It's supposed <laughs> to be crazy. There are people who actually live like I this. I used to play this. Oh. Back really? when it was like, uh, like back when Netscape Navigator Not and all that Netscape type shit. Like, yeah. That shit is wild. You, you on The Sims? It. It's like that. You know what? It's like The Sims, but but, I, but you can't make money on The Sims, no, right? No, like The Sims is like the most basic version of this. Of this, yeah. Well, think of The Sims where you can actually make a living, like a real living. Like people pay for tickets to come see you in concert. But you know, The Sims you control everybody. This it's you, bonkers. This you only control yourself, and there's other people controlling themselves. But you still can like buy houses and all that stuff, right? Like, like me and Asante could literally like if they say he goes home, I go home right now. We both log on, and then you could meet me and send me a message like, yo, meet me on whatever street. We can street. literally go back out on the, when on we get quote unquote. Right, yeah. on the whatever street or avenue, and then me and you link up in this virtual reality, and then we go shop and go grab some food, and then go to listen to some live music, and then talk about it and listen lately the next day. <laughs> all in the comfort of your home. Ain't I used to be bonkers? into all this shit, man. That shit's amazing. I was really When you blown. said Second Life, I was looking, I was like, yeah, y'all gotta watch this. On, I mean, I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but I watched it a couple years back. It is mind blowing. So, I mean, if I'm looking at it in terms of that, I would rather my reality be where I can get my wishes granted, as opposed to this virtual reality. Uh, it's, the game didn't change now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't even know they really were getting down like that. Yo, making full out livings. There are people who failed architecture here, but are architects on the Second Life game well i don't want to call it game and disrespect people because it technically lives. is a sec it's a second it's life, a second like life real. a second chance mm. at life isn't that something but the I whole point of feelings. the doc is the whole point of the doc is that people the people in their real lives are shattered by this because it's like they spend their whole one girl spends 18 hours in front of the computer on this and her boyfriend is just like dude like you know, it'd be nice the to future, go man. out. Yeah. She go with a nigga on there or in real life? In real life. She probably got a nigga on there, don't too. Pay. Yeah, she totally does. <laughs> See? <laughs> and you can have sex and everything. How? Well, I the, mean... The cartoons. The, oh, the, like the... FaceTime? 
No, like oh, the you can make your you each can say other, like okay, yeah. but technically they probably are getting hot too, depending on if they having the dialogue on it. Yeah, I, I mean it's all different than watching porn. It's just the animated version. But I'm talking about as far as like the humans. <laughs> yeah, making, and then y'all actually like, talking to each other. Some of the humans might actually be getting off on making their avatar sex with another human. I don't human's know avatar. one way to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean I'm just and saying. I ain't never had to click a mouse. <laughs> You know, it wasn't available. Nah, click a mouse. What about you, Asante? Which would you pick? Um, you know, <laughs> I'm not gonna be selfish. My real life is not horrible. Yeah, right? same. So I will. I don't mind a, a virtual world where all my wishes could be granted. I could just log on, have all my wishes come true, and then go back to the real world and be like, okay, this is cool. And technically, we do both. Right, do both. Think about it, because you guys listening to us are listening to us in a virtual reality, right? On the internet, sort of, sort of. It's not sim like. Wait till you, but wait till you watch much. Altered Carbon. <laughs> this too much. Wait till you watch that on Netflix. <laughs> I like, started yesterday and I fell asleep. What, me too. I not because it was bad, but, no, but I think I was just too tired to to watch something that technical. Yes. You know what I mean? You got to be like in a headspace. Focus, and I was not because we said we were gonna binge it. So right. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh shoot, let me watch yes. it, and I was too tired because I, I finished Ozark too, and Ozark was like that. Like Ozark was good. Oh well, yeah, Ozark was dark uh, but good. Jason Bateman, he did the damn thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Would you rather never be able to use a touch screen? Or never be able to use a keyboard and mouse. So everything in the world is either all touch screens or all like keys. Pick. Oh, I feel like we're moving into everything touch screens. Yeah, screen, I'm so. cool with touch screens. Right. Everything, like everything. <laughs> your keyboard on your computer, like everything. Yeah, it's all going to be sleek at some point. At, at some point, you are going to open your laptop and it's going to be a little screen on there with light up keys that you actually press. And you've seen the new MacBook, around. right? Because I went, <coughs> my MacBook crashed. Mm-hmm. And so I went to go get a oh, new no. one. I know the worst. And I went to go get a new one. And they, that bar at the top, have you seen it? Like the bar. At the top of the keyboard on your laptop, the new MacBook Pro. I don't know if it's the MacBook or the MacBook Pro. I think it's the Pro. It's a uh, touchscreen. Really? And so it keeps changing depending on what you're working on on the screen. Mm. The buttons that you'll need will pop up virtually as opposed to the keys, like physically being there. I was like, okay, I can't. <laughs> I was like, it's too, too much. much. I've been looking over my shoulder since we had that conversation about your phone listening to what you're talking about anyway. Oh, my God. And the tweets we've been getting Baby. with people confirming that did not help. <laughs> okay, everybody always sending something new. They're watching our message, too. They're watching this. Like, I know, girl. I've been new. I'm just trying to be careful what I say. Only thing that gives me a little bit of anxiety is like, we're at the mercy of electricity and well I guess it'd be the same with a keyboard now that I think about it right yeah cause if the light's out right <laughs> and that is turning on yeah never mind I'll go with touch cause then you're just gonna be able to clap right. in the damn keys like that <laughs> and that works cause I always think the t- when the time comes that we don't use keys anymore which some people don't mm-hmm. where you just maybe use your fingerprints or something to get into your apartment mm-hmm. but what happens if it malfunctions Exactly. Then what? Kick in the door, wave in the four <laughs> four. Shit, that's what you do. Well, there um, should still be hard keys for stuff like that because you know, even with cars, they have the like keyless up. entry. Sometimes they'll have like the little fake buttons on the on the under the handle or whatever. Oh, or they'll still have um, like the built-in key in the remote. Sometimes, yeah, it's keys. in the 
Well, most of the cars is in the fob. You can mm-hmm. like take the fob off oh. and there's like a pop the handle and there's an actual Plan B. keyhole. And the fact yeah. that they charge you so much for that damn key for the damn car is like it's a car. It's supposed to have a key. Y'all gonna charge me extra on top of this? That's how they get you for real. Okay, so two more questions, right? Would you rather go back to age five with everything you know now, or would you rather know now everything your future self will learn? I'd rather know now. I'd rather go back to age five with everything I know now and do it all over. <laughs> because when I tell you, yes, take me back to age five and I can go through every, with everything that I know now at five. <laughs> right. Nigga, I'd be in all the books, everything. I'd be a, a, a Doogie who? Doogie, Doogie Howser, Dustin Ross. I'd be the youngest nigga doing the most professional job you ever seen in your life. Right. Making all kinds of gains and making all kinds of records in the world. So take me back to five. I'm gonna do the five. What was the second half? Know everything that your future everything that you're gonna learn for the rest of life. Mm-hmm. Or go get back. it all now. Both kind of suck. Yeah. I like where I'm at now. You know, I would. So right, so right now, you don't want to learn about everything for your future. I mean, I'd rather that than go back to five. Right, with everything that you've learned up until now. Yeah, to be honest, I I like where I'm at. I like the pace I'm at and what everything that's happened, what 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 it's created of me. I like it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's that's how I feel. Like, yeah, like like I I like it. I think I'm headed in a great direction. Yeah, and when you know, you might want to change those things. Like, right. Tweak them so you don't have to deal with them, but I feel like that would be a disservice to like where I'm at now. See, my thing is, I think that like all the lessons that I learned and stuff, it was a process to it, right? Mm-hmm. So getting all that information like at once, like a cheat sheet, you know what you I'm can, saying? Like, bypass. I don't want to do that <laughs> because I feel like you don't even get the same. You don't you don't get the lesson out of it that way. It's just a bunch of information. But you learned a lesson because you experienced whatever you experienced that taught you the lesson. That's what I'm saying. And those things happen in cycles of time. So for me, the second one, I ain't doing that shit. I want to take my time. (laughs) But I will go back to five with the lessons that I have learned now. And, like, all the stuff that I fucked up, I could do differently. And so that's attractive to me. But that other shit, mm mm-mm. I just think to myself that if I go back at five, like, how I would develop differently knowing all this stuff that I know. And it could be a positive thing, but I'm not unsatisfied with how I am now. So I think, like, okay, well, this is cool now. If I go all the way back to five, like, I could do X, Y, and Z, but then I might get caught up in being five again and say, fuck that. I know what's coming, so I'm going to just try to do it differently this time, and I'll actually have missed the lesson because now I think, oh, I already had that lesson so I can miss it, and I might get it again later on some other way. Imagine being a five-year-old knowing all that shit. Right. Being like, being like I've been here before. <laughs> Mom, don't buy those groceries. They suck. Yep. We're going to do this. From, take us from the top now. Giving all kinds of people advice. They're looking at you like, what the fuck? You or were go- old. You've gossiping. been here before. Yeah, you've been here <laughs> you before. You know how you tell okay. kids that you've been here before. You know, you've been here before. Sitting up in there gossiping. Well, you know she's five years old. Well, you know she drank a lot, so you can't believe nothing she said. Anyway. <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, that, how does baby know? Yes. <laughs> you know she drinks a lot. Okay, so the last question is really, really fun and light. I know I took you guys all around the world. You sure These are kind of eyeball weird questions, but that's what makes it hot. This is simple. Okay. Would you rather have an unlimited international first class ticket? Okay. Or never have to pay for food at restaurants for the rest of your life. Oh my God! What? 
ticket. Wait, an instant, just one unlimited. ticket? No, like unlimited. Oh, travel forever. First class forever, unlimited. Or oh, shit. never, ever have to pay for food ever yeah, again. Like ever. Groceries and Wherever you want to go. Restaurants, yeah, nice restaurants, just period. You got a food pass for the rest of your life. I'm a tourist. That's a hard question. You love food. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Mm. I don't even know why I'm thinking about this. It's gonna be the food. Like I, I love getting to go anyway. Look, look, I, I, I TSA pre check clear. You know what? I'm gonna say I'm gonna eat whatever I want because I, I just I need, to, I need to, I need to work up to the private life anyway. I don't need to be fucking with first class, still going through the airport, fuck all of that. <laughs> <laughs> One day I'm gonna just pull up to the tarmac, to the plane, and be done. We ain't even have to worry about the first class, no, no class shit, my class, because I love food. I can eat anything, anywhere. I can walk into any place I want, anytime. Walk into Popeyes, get my two piece, and <laughs> go right down the street and get a different biscuit from a different place. <laughs> Hell yes. I'm going to eat it all every day for the rest of my life on the plane, on the PJ. Mm. Does this include groceries? You said it mm-hmm. includes groceries. Everything. See, I can walk in a, into the Kroger, into the Publix, leave not whatever Kroger's. I want. Not Kroger's. You still not in New York. For goodness sake. <laughs> um, damn. I love to travel, though. But food is more of a necessity than travel is. Travel is cool. Yeah, I'm going to have to do food. Because what if you could fly first class, but you really ain't got no money? So now you just you, always going places broke. You're or, just traveling to travel at this point. But food is like daily. Or if you got kids like and stuff, daily. you can't take it with you. Right, food, yeah. you can feed anybody. You got to eat every day, all day for the rest of your life. So I guess that probably be smart. Plus, and think of the money you save mm-hmm. on a yearly basis if you didn't have to spend, have to spend money on food. Just think of Period. the money you can make. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm going to go with food. I'm just excited that it's an opportunity to basically like dine and dash and get away with it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like you never, ever have to. So you could literally walk into any restaurant, okay, no matter how nice it is, sit down, get served, treated like, you know, royalty, not brown. And, you know, like (laughs) just get that treatment, you know what I'm saying? And I, I don't know. And then just be able to get up and be like, well, all right. You know what I'm saying? And walk out. I don't know, y'all. Leave for the tip. rest of my life. <laughs> Throw my napkin on the plate, leave a little tip, and I'm out. I'm actually amazed that this is the last question because it ties in so seamlessly into my wellness segment. Look at that like, alignment. Like, I can't even take there it. There we are. Look at that alignment. See? <laughs> I'm dead. Like, you'll see when I start. Boom. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the food. I'm sorry. Dang, we some... <laughs> Every I mean, day, every hungry. day is gonna be, you know. I could think about hippos. all of the places that I would eat, every restaurant in every fucking city that I would oh go to. God. Ooh, <laughs> like you heard me talking about damn Kroger oh. shit for the damn grocery store. And when you travel, oh, what, what? No, world Malibu, class restaurants, world class restaurants. Okay, y'all have a Michelin star. I'd like your finest table tonight. I'm going to have to get an EpiPen so I can eat seafood. Right. <laughs> or just thug pen. it out like uh, so old girl on did down, on Broad City. Do you watch oh Broad God. City? Hell no. Do you watch Broad City? I'm going to be, I'm gonna be looking like, like Martin in that episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big thing. As long as you don't look like that lady on Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> that shit still fucks with me. Oh, she kept no. eating that crap. <laughs> I was oh, like, man. No. Or look like old boy in Black Panther. 
What's his name? Mike, remember when he took his shirt off? Michael B. Jordan. Oh, no. The scarification. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ooh, can we... T- okay, no, not yet. Looking like... Uh, them dots. Took me that back. Dots. That's going to be part of the wellness segment. Yeah, so anyway, like, guys... the wellness segment. Let's just talk about Michael B. Jordan. Self-care. Self-care. <laughs> oh, Lord. A concept. Ooh. Um, yeah. So I'm so glad that you guys played with me this week. We had that a good time. That was a wild one. Yep. Shook the shit out you guys for a minute. <laughs> Looking forward to next month. Oh no. <laughs> next month we're Can gonna only imagine. We're oh, gonna Lord. do some sort of performance art. Oh my god. Yeah, we'll figure that that uh connection out. Hear ye, hear ye. The two dopest queens to ever do what it is that they do are coming to HBO. So gather around the TV and prepare thyself for the comedy coronation of a lifetime. Watch as Jessica Williams and Phoebe Robinson, a.k.a. Two Dope Queens, bring their comedy podcast to HBO in a series of four comedy specials. Directed by Tig Notaro, whose name I love to say, each special features your fearless queens dishing on topics like Coco Khaleesi's, dating white people, sex, New York living, which borough has the best pizza, and so much more. They'll also be showcasing some of their favorite stand-up comedians and chatting with their favorite peeps, like Jon Stewart, Sarah Jessica Parker, Titus Burgess, and Uzo Aduba. Two Dope Queens, weekly on HBO. This week's episode of The Friend Zone is brought to you by Color of Change. Color of Change successfully designs campaigns powerful enough to end practices that unfairly hold black people back and champions solutions that move us all forward. Their new Race in the Writer's Room report revealed that many of the injustices that surround the narratives that continue to whitewash the stories that shape America. The report also found that when black people were given a true platform, the stories that were developed were much more nuanced and did not invoke racial stereotypes, for which some writers reported feeling proud. With the emergence of dynamic movies like Black Panther, Get Out, and A Wrinkle in Time, it's clear that when we tell black stories, we amplify our truth and positively influence the media narrative. Visit colorofchange.org to join us as we fight for a better world for black people until justice is real. Well, with that being said, friend, well, well, <laughs> well, well, mm-hmm. like candy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do it's it like Frankie. Wow. Well, <laughs> well. <laughs> I was like, God that damn, Fergie, nice. like. I should have known though. Remember when she was doing them cartwheels whoa, on the Today whoa, Show? Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, did you ever whoa. see her? You remember when she did that cartwheel yeah, friend? Yeah, the black leather. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa! You'd be like, what the hell? Is this the universe? What's going on? Uni no soul circuit. <laughs> Not uni. Okay, you know what? So uh-huh, take it away, I, friend. I'm trying. You see, I tried. So the the bonus segment this week. Actually, let me ask y'all some questions first before we jump okay. into it. Let's talk about how you eat. And I'm not talking about what you eat. Mm-hmm. Why did you make that thing? Mm-hmm. That is not what I mean. Why y'all always do this? I'm not doing nothing. I'm just, you know, just waiting till I... You might hold doves. You might have cheese. Okay, so I can never finish my segments when y'all get on this. Because not, no, nothing I ask on sound right now. I just want to say, I didn't say anything. 
So, uh, whatever. So when you eat, what's your <laughs> what's your eating style? Well, usually, <laughs> no. Um, I prefer. <laughs> Are you one of those, when you eat, do you eat really fast? Do you eat with your mouth open? Are you aware of how you eat? Like your yes, eating yes, style? Yes. Are you one of those that holds your plate and eats with the fork? Sometimes. Close to yes. your mouth, just like scarfing Depending it down? on how good the food is. <laughs> yes. Um, but I am aware of how I eat. I prefer to eat food alone. Mm-hmm. Alone? And yes. Okay. That's um, interesting. Like, because I, I don't want to have to pay attention to all of that. And I'm a person What's who, all of that? Like, I hate hearing people chew. Mm. I hate seeing people smack. Like, I hate all of that. And so I try not to do it either. But if I'm in a room by myself, you know, I can just get my Homer Simpson on and just, <laughs> arr, 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 yes. and just eat. So. Do you mm-hmm. usually have to be because I know some people have to be watching something when they eat. Yes. That is that like your routine? Yeah. What about you, Asante? Um, my eating style is niggerish. Yes. <laughs> what does that mean? Um, you know, elbows on the table. Sometimes uh my mouth is still open while food is going in and I'm still chewing food when I'm putting more food into my mouth. Right. Sometimes very, very awful, but you know, a nigga be hungry. So <laughs> Wait, so you mentioned not liking to hear the sound mm-hmm. of people chewing, it, does it make you feel distressed or you just think it's annoying? It's very annoying to me. So it's just annoying, but it doesn't make like your heart beat faster. No. Oh, because there's some people, I was actually looking that up. It's called misophonia. Mm-hmm. And it's an actual, it, it's tricky because the science behind it is still um, inconclusive. Like they haven't put, narrowed it down to an exact science, but there's enough participants that share the same um, symptoms of like um, their heart beating faster or them kind of feeling like their chest tightened. And that's just a little fun. Well, it's not fun, but a little fact that I wanted to throw out there. That you should look up if it's something that I've heard people say, like the sound of someone chewing or slurping or gulping literally makes them feel like they have to get the fuck out the room, like they're going to have a heart attack. So it's called misophonia. But that's not what the segment yeah, is I about. Ain't got th- I don't think I got that one yet. It's not that deep. Yeah, it's just annoying. I get it. I, you know what's weird? I actually love watching people eat. Do you, I, I don't know what it is. I, maybe it's just because I love food and tourists. We're very known for food. Mm-hmm. I love watching people eat. I love when someone's eating something they really like. Oh, and they're like in heaven. <laughs> Dustin. You gonna baby? <laughs> the way he said, "Oh, friend," just took me mm. down. That is not no, name known in these streets. Uh! <laughs> Hi, mom. So varsity jacket, <laughs> not varsity jacket with an A on the chest. <laughs> all, all city. <laughs> <laughs> So I wanted to talk you, <laughs> about mindful eating. Mm-hmm. So remember I told you guys this month my project is connecting to my body and like yes. my eating habits are part of it. Just being more aware of habits that I have. especially And this particular habit I wanted to focus on was how I eat. So I noticed that when I eat, like Asante was saying, I am already scooping the next bite before I'm You're done chewing. Same mm-hmm. here. So terrible because did you know it takes your body 20 minutes to know whether you're full or not? 
So sometimes you'll scarf the food down and just keep eating, 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 eating before your body, the hormone shoots out that lets your body know, or rather the transmission sends out that says, okay, this person's body is full. You don't even give it enough time to process that. That's why you end up with stomach pains, you know what I mean? Or you bloated or you're just doing the most overall. So with that science of 20 minutes, I've been trying to at least, and I'm not saying, you know, you don't have to take it that deep where you're like timing yourself when you eat. I did this because I used to work in a restaurant. Really? Yeah. I used to try to figure out like how long it would take for people to eat or finish eating because, you know, I always had a lot of shit to do. So I always had to time everything. Oh, that's interesting. And so then from there, I used to time how long it would take me to eat when I would get my my food in certain instances. And I would be like, damn, eight minutes and I am done. (laughs) And then I would be like, oh, four minutes and I am done. (laughs) Like, like, yeah, sometimes I would eat really, really fast. But Right. And so I'm trying, so now that I know that about the 20 minutes for your body to, to understand that you're full, I literally will look at the time, just casually, not trying mm-hmm. to create paranoia mm-hmm. in those of you listening. But just, I think it's good to know, just because the whole point of the wellness segment is for us to know these things about how our bodies work so that we can create uh better habits or more conducive habits to like a higher quality life. Right. So... I've been trying to be more mindful. My biggest thing is chewing slower. And they say, and I was actually reading, I think it was, um, what website was it? Self, mm-hmm. on self.com. They had a really great article. They actually have a ton of articles on mindful eating. And it aligned so much with what I was already trying to do, which was the main tip for me is chewing slower. Because when you your body knows when you're about to eat something and it starts producing the saliva, because it releases these digestive enzymes that basically help the food break down in your body. Like, that's mm-hmm. how your body's a machine. It's all prepping to help you get this food down, processed. But when you eat so fast, you don't even give your body that ability to process, you know, to to secrete that, that saliva, to get those enzymes out. So you're not letting your body do its thing, basically. I'm scared to chew slow, though, because I don't want to look like I'm grazing. <laughs> You know how you ever seen, you know how you see like cows and shit, they be like in the pasture just. <laughs> but technically, that's great. You should I ain't be grazing. To be grazing. Man. I, don't, I gotta have a little more dignity with mine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you know what? I So I've been trying it. And I want everyone listening, you guys included, Dustin mm-hmm. and Asante, the next time you have your meal, mm-hmm. focus on the colors. Mm-hmm. The scents, the textures, with each uh, spoonful or forkful, really like actually enjoy and be in full awareness. Of Handful each. for the Trump voters. I'm sorry, <laughs> oh I didn't mean to God. interrupt. But I, you know they don't eat with forks; so they eat with their hands and feet. <sighs> Go ahead, friend. I'm sorry. I did not want to interrupt you, but it was just right here, and I was like, "She's still gonna love me." So let me just go and say. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, friend. He said a footfall. So, (laughs) wow. So that's one of the biggest parts is the chewing slower and trying to, like, take in and actually enjoy the meal on full awareness. The second thing I've been trying to do is once I put the food in my mouth, put the fork down. Put it down. Don't touch it until you are done chewing. And while and think about it. So now you're putting the fork down. You're taking the time to chew. You're chewing slower now, intentionally actually enjoying the taste of it. 
which I you ever have a meal that was that you don't even know if you liked it or not because you ate it so fucking fast. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> like that's problematic, y'all. You know what I mean? I've I've had meals that when I look down in the plate. It was gone. And I'm like, wow, I ate that shit fast. I, I fucked that up. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? When I you, do feel like I'm rut. Like, I, when I feel eat, it. I feel like I'm like, okay, I got to finish this. And I just start going in. Well, you're not even, have you ever caught yourself where you don't even feel like you chewed? Yes. You kind of like breathed. <laughs> literally inhaled it. Like inhaled, like literally inhaled big chunks of it where you know your body's not even gonna be able to break it down with ease because it was like a third of the sandwich in one bite that you just swallowed you didn't even taste each ingredient in it so that's another thing i'm just trying to be mindful of like chewing slower putting down the fork the third one i've been trying to be mindful of is i noticed that a lot of what distracts me from enjoying the way that the food tastes and how I'm chewing and the fork is that I'm always watching something. Mm. And you can get so into the movie or the show, especially Netflix, because it's nice to kind of like mm-hmm. sit and eat. And mm-hmm. that one, to be honest, is a little tricky for me because I do like to sit and eat and watch docs. To me, that's like relaxing in a way. You're in. I feel like you're enjoying both things, the content and the food. Like, but you your know, brain doesn't. Your brain is usually enjoying one one or the other. I do be having to rewind. You know? Yes. <laughs> I do. Like, for real, I'll be like, actually, let me eat before I start. Because exactly. Because you I know, know how my ass, one of them's going to If suffer. my food is good as fuck, like, I'm making sure I'm saucing it properly <laughs> or, like, doing whatever. And then I look up and I miss, like... The scene, like I heard it, but I missed the actual part that made the shit funny, and I watch it later. And I'm like, oh, I missed that earlier. Exactly, because like, your brain is not going to multitask, with, uh, having you enjoy this intentional meal where you're like, mm, this tastes good, and like you said, putting the sauce, and maybe it needs more salt, and you know, like really focusing on how you want it to taste, or it's going to focus on the next line, the next scene, what someone so did. You know what I mean? So it's I've been trying to and you know what it's been kind of nice I have to admit it was like a reflex to go and sit either in front of the computer and either work or watch something but now I literally go to the living room because I don't even have a dining room in my apartment I sacrificed that as the office because you gotta pick one in (laughs) New York you do you know um but I go into my living room now and I sit at the table and I just eat my food. I might play some music because music is a little bit chill. You know, it's something that you have to watch. Um, but I've been trying to be more intentional about, like, actually enjoying my meal. And sitting in a separate room from, you know, the computer or the screen or for others it would be the television. And it's been nice because it's like I'm having my meal, like intentionally having my meal. So that's something I've been trying. doesn't mean you just do that all the time, obviously, but... It's just something I'm trying to do to be more mindful because I do think um, now that I'm trying to develop a healthier routine with, like, my fitness and workout, it's not like I'm trying to eat less, but I'm just trying to be more accountable, I guess, for how I'm eating, what I'm eating, whether I'm enjoying it. And I think mindful eating is just a, a cool tip to, it's a cool way of life to sort of, like, incorporate Especially that part about the chewing and giving your body an opportunity to know if it's full or not. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes I I was always joking that, like, whatever that hormone, I forget what it's called. I actually got to look it up. That lets your body know that it's full. I feel like I lost it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 
Because sometimes my body will not feel full. And the crazy thing is, that's actually a sign of problems with your digestive system. When your body does not tell you anymore that it's full is because you fucked up its clock. Mm. By doing shit like eating too fast, eating too much, you know what I mean? And not letting your body process food the way that it needs to in its own clock, and its own rhythm, which is slowly. So... Just something to consider. I know a lot of people have interesting relationships with food. Um, and those are just some ways that I have been <laughs> trying to make my relationship with food healthier in my body month that I've been mentioning. That's my focus and project. So something to think about. Those of you who maybe follow those tips. I know there are people, too, that eat really slow. Everyone has that friend that you'll be in the restaurant for three hours and their plate is still... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I damn. I sometimes I turned into that person. Like, really? Like when I'm out at certain points or when I'm eating certain times, like it'll take me like 40 minutes to eat. And they're like, what's taking you so long? <laughs> You're like nursing the plate. Because sometimes I like need to take my time or we're talking and having a conversation mm-hmm. and I want to be not so much of a nigga and I want to be like, let me finish all of this bite. And then say what I got to say. And then... That's the other take... thing. Talking while you got food in your mouth. Yeah, because you know when you go out and sometimes people are trying to tell you the story, but you get more of their food than the story. <laughs> I'm not trying to give out my food. I just want you to have the information. <laughs> oh, and the last question. Do you drink with your food? Do you, Or do you drink before your food? Or do you wait till you're done and then drink? It varies. So are we referring to like while I eat the meal or like while as I'm chewing? While you're eating the meal. Both. You know how some people like won't touch their water till their mm-hmm. meal is done or some people you see they'll like drink while they're chewing like together mm-hmm. or in between. People have different habits. When Where does your water or whatever it is that you're drinking, how does it fit into your meal? Okay, so if the food is hot as hell, you know what I mean? But I still, I can't, I want to eat it so bad. I'm so excited about eating it that I'm foregoing, you know, the third degree burn to my tongue. (laughs) I usually eat my, I usually drink my (laughs) beverage while I'm eating my food, like, together. Really? Yeah, that's gross. That's very gross. So I eat by myself. So, (laughs) But then I also, like, if I'm at dinner or on a date or something like that, you you know what I mean? Then I know how to, yeah, you know. Emily post that ass, you know what I'm saying? My <laughs> etiquette on. But, you know, but I do, I'm not a person who could, because I don't like dry consistencies in my mouth. Mm-hmm. I, it has to be, you know, like moisturized. So right. I, um, I, dr- I definitely could not complete a whole plate of food and then drink my beverage. Like, no, I have to drink as I eat, for sure. What about you? So I've tried to, I've been trying actively to cut out things outside of water. If it's water, it's usually like a drink or a cocktail or something. Mm. So if I have that, I'll have that like before my food. But if I'm drinking water, I try to have a glass before the food and sometimes it's like a glass and a half and then after I'm done eating, I'll like down the rest of the water. So you won't drink while you eat? Every now and then, but nothing, like I'm not actively focused on my drink. Like I could eat without drinking and then get something to drink afterwards. But like, (laughs) <laughs> normally it's just water. Well, because normally when I sit down, the first thing I'm doing is like I'm gonna be like, all right, let me drink all this water. Like if they put it down on the table, I'm hitting you by the refill before the appetizers come out. Some of the time because I be thirsty. You know, right. In New York, we walk in. Like I need my water before. <laughs> True. I so I'm like, Being let me hydrate. Train. So I'm like, let me hydrate before I eat all this damn food. So I can at the very least say I had a glass of water with my meal, and then I try to double back at the end. 
Yeah, because that's another thing. I mean, I was looking at the science, and there was actually a lot of debate, which is so funny. There's a debate about everything, where some doctors say that when you drink water with your meal, it actually helps <clears throat> your body digest the food with more ease because it softens it. Mm -hmm. And it also helps with bowel movements because, mm -hmm. you know, obviously if the food is softened, digest with more ease, and it passes through your uh, tract with more ease. But then you have people who say you should not do that because what happens is that the water dilutes those digestive enzymes that your saliva is supposed to be working. So you're almost like mm -hmm. taking the saliva's job by drinking the water. And then it if you're taking the saliva's job, your body messes up its clock on like, what am I supposed to do when food enters my mouth? You know what I mean? So there's so many different opinions on it. My thing to say is just try to see which one gives you a better feeling in your belly. That's I always say it. Be your own source. If you drink with your meal, do you feel good afterwards or do you feel like your stomach feels like shit? Literally. <laughs> and, and you know what helps too? Mm -hmm. Properly seasoning your food. Like salt and stuff like True. that. That stuff helps. Absolutely. For sure. Right. So you're not <laughs> trying to chuck down water while you're doing it. And the other thing, too, that I was reading is that things like um, ginger teas, which in Asian communities, usually ginger tea comes with your food, whether it's in people's homes or in restaurants, because ginger mm -hmm. tea is actually amazing to help you break down the food. So that is allowed. They also, I was also reading research that sodas and liquor dry out your saliva. You know how you get cotton mouth? Mm -hmm. It dries yeah, it out. So I'm it. I used to yeah. down me a Coke. It'd be like, that was refreshing, but now it didn't... Dry it all out. All that like burning or whatever, mm -hmm. now my mouth is dry. It's that like, mm -hmm. kills your saliva. So you're, so it's not just like, soda's bad for you, but like literally, it's it works against your belly being able to digest the food that you're eating. I'm good on So that. that's something to keep in mind if you're someone who drinks soda <laughs> with your food you're going against the food passing with ease. Um, water, like I said, it's debatable whether you should wait. They did say, though, that if you're someone who is trying to cut down on how much you eat, sometimes drinking water 30 minutes to an hour before you eat, sometimes you're not even hungry. It's just that you're thirsty or dehydrated. And you won't know the difference because it feels the same in your body. And then you drink. You ever done that where you drink water and then you're like, damn, I'm not even hungry. Bloated. Yes. Yeah. And you feel better. So drink that first. And these are just ways to kind of be more mindful of how you're feeling and what the feeling is trying to say to you. So just some studies that I had to throw out there for you guys with your mindful eating tips. Hopefully they helped you. And that's it for this week's bonus segment. Now let's jump into... I'm scared of what music's going to be today. What you mean? Mr. Music, man. What you got for us, Asante? Oh, it's another week in the music man's land. <laughs> um, the playlist pledge for this month is out. It is titled February Fun. Um, Cute. Because that makes for a year's worth of playlists, like it would be March all over again. I'm going to start naming them other things because it's March moodness was Marches. So instead of making like another March something, from here on out, I will be like making it a playlist series and naming it something because I'm going to make a website and do a whole shebang. Cute. So it's going to be the playlist pledge is changing the game uh, as we move into March, which is my birthday month. So elevate 18. Okay. Elevate 18. <laughs> turning 30, turning some things around. But for the playlist pledge for this month, uh, the month of February, February fun, or February feels, excuse me, um, it featured Division, 
uh, Justine Sky, West Period, Ray Louise, who dropped her new project, 1990X, Madison Beer, uh, Ryan Leslie. I just threw a bunch of stuff on there. It's like a lovey adjacent playlist with a little ratchetness on the side. Definitely <laughs> threw um, the Black Boy JB and Drake on there. A lot of cool, cool things on there. So I want you to check out this month's playlist pledge. Tweet me. Let me know who you're liking, who you're feeling. And you can even tell me who you don't like. But a lot of people are just telling me all of the people that they're discovering, which I think is really cool because I feel <clears throat> I still feel like I'm young, which I am, but well, like I'm I, not. You're in your 20s. I, right. So I'm young, but like I'm not, which is fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's just like a hard realization to come to. Right. So I've been like reading about that age. Right. So like I'm listening to all these artists. I'm talking about artists that people ain't even familiar with no more, really. Like people were still talking about Carrie Hilson. We were talking about her project. Then there are these people that. You know, born in the 90s, 2000s, that are like, I don't actually know her. (laughs) I heard about her. So I decided to go out on a limb and discover, like, you know, what the kids are listening to and try to, like, be part of that. Um, With that said, I decided to do the playlist with a lot of those. And I decided to highlight some of the people I decided to talk about because it's Black History Month. And a few episodes back, I discussed wanting to, wanting black women, uh, black girls to do more pop music because I think that. Black women can do anything, and, you know, we don't have enough of ranges of black women out because I feel like there was always that, like, industry, there can only be one mentality. Right. And, uh, you know, I don't want to be, like, back in our day, but, you know, we had, like, Tamia's at the same times as A. Marie's and Teacher Moses and all that. So, and that's on, like, the R&B soul front. So I just want to shout out on the R&B pop front. Um, you know, that's why I added Tanache, Justine Sky. And Diamond White. I talked a little bit about uh, one of the people last week, Victoria Monet. And mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about Justine Sky a little bit this week. And I wanted to also talk about Diamond White a little bit this week. So basically, um, I picked some black young black females that have some really cool pop songs out right now. And Diamond White, she's one of them. Uh, the track that she has, Cle- Clea Patron, which is like Cleopatra. <laughs> Clea it's Patron. like this millennium anthem, millennial anthem. It's a video with these young girls of color, and they're all out there just looking good as fuck. And, you know, just talking your shit about a man being drunk on you. I've talked about it before, but after reading on her for, upon more information on Diamond White, she's actually 19 years old mm. um, from Detroit, Michigan. Hey! She was, <laughs> for, I believe she was first on the scene. I'm reading her Wikipedia page, so, you know, I don't have enough information personally about these people, but I want to get their names out there. Um, but uh, she was doing the X Factor in 2012, and she can really fucking sing her ass off. She performed It's a Man's World by James Brown. Wow. Um, I have nothing. Whitney Houston from The Bodyguard, Stronger. So Avril Lavigne's I'm With You. So I love this. Would these performances be on YouTube? Do you know? Uh, they probably are. I have not looked, but Diamond White, when I looked her up, a lot of her X Factor stuff was coming up. I just didn't get the chance to watch all oh, of I had it. To find out. But um, yeah, she's. A bomb ass singer. She's acted in some things as well. She did some um, voice acting. <laughs> She's done a little bit of everything. She was in Medea, a Medea Halloween Boo Two. <laughs> so I just want to shout out, which was funny. But go ahead. See, so really watched it on accident, on demand, on accident, <laughs> and was legit. Like the one liners were having me falling out. <laughs> it was funny. Go ahead. Hmm. I also wanted to highlight uh, Justine Sky since I have the chance to listen to her project. Uh, Justine Sky, I actually did not realize was out of Fort Greene, Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> she's only 22 years old. I knew she was young, but 22 years old is popping. 
Um, Justine Sky just dropped her project. Her A&R is one of my closest friends. Shout out to Omar Grant. Shout, Shout out to Omar Grant. <laughs> uh, Justine Sky just dropped her project, uh, Ultraviolet. And um, she put out visuals for it. And I was going through watching some of them just to get a feel for an artist. And Justine Sky is a very, very pretty, talented young woman. But I just I don't know if it's the artists that are in control or if it's the directors or the labels right now. But a lot of the videos that are coming out are so lackluster. And not mm-hmm. her personally, but like just the wave of like these new artists and videos just being visuals, I feel like. Not actually telling stories or giving us insight to who an artist is or who they want to be or who they're gonna be or anything like that. So I wonder if it's because because videos just don't really have a platform like they used to. So people are like, why would I spend the money on this? You know what I mean? Like, Very much so. Remember the, the days of the Hype Williams $20 million videos? Absolutely. Because you knew we were going to see them shits. Those were like an event, you know, where it was like, it's coming out on Thursday at 8 p.m. And everybody would crowd around the living room. But where do people watch videos except for Tidal right now? Yep. And, YouTube. and YouTube. And YouTube, like Drake. Who dropped the uh, God's Plan video, which I love. Phenomenal, yeah. But again, what an original concept. You know what I mean? Something that we hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. We were excited about the things that he was doing in that video. Yes. And he created something visually that made us excited to hear the song and watch the entire video. Yes. Right. So, but it's also Drake. People yeah, People would watch Drake. even if he sat on a chair for we three did. hours. We did. And Highline <laughs> Bling, we watched him dancing at Red Montclair. <laughs> In that light box. And we was like, this is the shit. Right, you know. <laughs> and you know what? I mean, I really think that this is probably going to be the 50 minutes call to action, but we need to bring back music videos. Because like you're saying, the only place you can view them, I look, I look at the numbers on YouTube, and some of these videos get like millions of views. Like totally. Tens of millions. And it's like, okay, so why are we not showing these on TV if we know that people are still watching them? Right. And then you have artists like Dawn, who's independent, and she's putting out all these videos. Like, some of them you might think are low budget or, you know, not as expensive. But then there's other ones where she's, like, it's animated the fuck out. So, you know. Or in the desert. Yeah, like, all sorts of things. So when I see artists like Justine Scott, who I think are, like, super pretty, super dope, super talented that can sing. I'm Even, like, Tanache. When I see artists that are dope like that, I really look forward to um, watching what they're going to do. Because I like to watch Tanache when she performs. So I would like to watch her um, tell a cool story and a visual. And in some of them she does, and there are stories that be over my head. And I'd be like, all right, well, (laughs) maybe because it's the new millennial thing, I'm not understanding. (laughs) But then other other parts of it is the game is changing as far as how artists express themselves or what they even mean when they express themselves. And I guess it's an ever-changing climate as the conversation changes. But... For me personally, I'd be looking and I'd be like, damn, this does not look... Like, things don't come out as clean as they used to be. And I think it's that whole pressure being relieved from uh, having to be perfect in the industry. But I think it also breeds a small air of, you know, missing a detail. Like, But they also have smaller budgets. True, and they ask more back artists. The, yeah, like they back ask more in the artists day, to give them less money. they would give you so much money to be developed, to have videos for styling. Now you literally have to already be developed and mm-hmm. already have a following to even get signed because they want you to have a big Twitter, a big Instagram, already have a look, already have mixtapes right. that did well on SoundCloud. They want you to know who you are already, so they don't got to do a whole lot of work. Because they don't want to have to develop you. They want you developed. So all they have to do is distribute. That's the only job labels want nowadays, distribution. A&R dad. That's right. crazy. <laughs> Literally. So that's why I'm like, it kind of makes me wonder if this is just like a symptom, you know? Yeah. 
of what of how much it's changed as opposed to it being like that no one cares. I'm sure artists want to someone simple. to play twenty million pay twenty million dollars for their video. I'm sure they would love that. I'm sure Tanache or Don or you know would love for someone to care that much to be like, We're giving this big ass hype Williams <laughs> or Little X. Remember Little X is big too. Oh yes. All I'll say is this. I watched one of the the music videos and it very much gave me it could have been like a this is gonna be throwback for real. Toya, uh, Toya's "I Do" video, <laughs> and she. The only reason I remember this video, is Steph Jones was in it. Wow. Wow. Um, <laughs> the only reason I remember this video is because uh, she was like in high school or something, and she had to crush on the football player and whatnot. But like for one of the dance breakdown scenes, she had on like the pink leather jacket and like the pink version of the Michael Jackson. <laughs> Uh, thriller jacket and I just remember thinking like okay this is a cute cool music video and I was watching one of the Justine Scott videos and she looked like she had on like it looked like the breakdown part of the I Do video and I was like she could have told the damn high school story on this and it still would have looked a little bit better or something but then that's also personal preference on what we put onto artists too that's so that's true. something that I'm ever aware of which is why I'm always try to well, I always try to be considerate of what I say of artists and I don't try to beat them down too much because it's not even their fault most of the time and it's not even my business all of the time (laughs) amen and you know uh, music's evolving it's a different like you said different generation they didn't grow up with music videos like we did the box they didn't grow up with the box (laughs) they didn't grow up with VH1 hell even MTV when Spice Centric, not spice. Oh my god! I used to love the fact that MTV back <laughs> in the day. BET Soul. We were watching oh, BET yes. Soul this weekend, and Crystal and I were dying because the Cherish video came out. We Which were one? like, love unappreciated. But why did Crystal have that on her phone? <laughs> she was like, because I have this song. <laughs> she pulled it up. I was like, we got to Texas. That was the time. That was the time when we remembered what a video was. Like, I'll hear songs today from then. I hear uh, Maya's Case of the X came on the other day. I remember the whole video. The 20th anniversary of um, All About Me was just like last week. 20 20 years. I could not believe that. The video with her and Cisco, and she's like dancing on stage. 20 years. 20th and. Go on her Instagram, Maya Planet Nine. She was celebrating, and I was like, "Wow, I'm old as fuck." I might as well just start playing shuffleboard, <laughs> <laughs> knitting and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? Wow! Or I remember Leah's that. Iconic, I totally remember that Maya video. That's that was her debut, and I remember thinking, "What a cute girl!" Up jumps my butt, nigga. What? What? That was the jam. Like, <laughs> yes. Look at your eye. Look at my thighs. Now swing your body right hey. to left, left to, to right. right. You, you know the shit is tight. Oh, hey. yeah. <laughs> I'm dead. Woo. But yeah, those were the days. Those were the days. Those were. The I just days. hate that those days are not like today. I remember. I'm going to reminisce a little bit and then I'm going to move on. <laughs> I just really, really miss when MTV not only played music videos, but they had like a big, I feel like an initiative for animation almost because mm. the MTV graphic used to always oh, change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they had them I adult ass that. cartoons come on like Beavis and Butthead and shit. So it was like, it was always ahead of the curve. Like, yo, MTV raps. Like there was always, I, before my time, didn't even watch it uh, when they had Club MTV. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. <laughs> With Did, downtown Julie Brown. See? Like, <laughs> remember downtown Julie yes, Brown? I yes. Do. 
Oh, damn. And I can't remember the one. The she era like, of the VJs. She looked like Sky. On a Black Ink crew, no, she don't. downtown Julie Brown looked like Sky on Black Ink crew. You see it? No, I don't see it. Don't... <laughs> you see it? Okay, so never mind. I was my point of reference was like really random. <laughs> my point of reference. <laughs> it was gonna be when one time I believe she was on. A, she made a cameo on Ghost Rider. <laughs> Sky? What? No, not Sky. Uh... <laughs> Julie Brown. Sky was not. I was like Sky. <laughs> I know Sky was one of them ghostwriter kids. <laughs> Jamal's girlfriend. <laughs> so what is it on the wall? <laughs> I don't see it. I don't see it. That's words. It's on my shirt. That's it's on my shirt. <laughs> you don't see the words. <laughs> what is it, Grandma? <laughs> Shout out to Sky. I love her. Shout out to Sky. Love her. Happy for her. Yeah, my Living it up down at the ATL, my home. But uh, I think that's <laughs> it for this week. <laughs> um, I, I had to uh, give a special shout out to Justine Scott specifically because I put a bunch of her uh, tracks from the, her latest project on the last month's playlist, and a lot of those, some of those tracks that I put or chose were uh, she worked with Party Next Door. So I was fucking with them extra hard after I found that out because I was like, okay, I kind of like some of these tracks. And when I was reading up and I saw she was in the studio party, I said, like, all right. Now I got to ride with you. So, Justine no. Scott, I'm on this ride with you. Um, I want to see where you're going to go, and I want to support you. She also is part of the Purple Hair Movement. Yeah, so, she is. True. And she looks good. Like Been about it. Been, yeah. yeah, been about <laughs> it. She looks so good on her. She does. Been about She's it. She's a so. beautiful girl. Absolutely. Stunning. As like, a matter of fact, she was at that stunning. party I told you I went to where everybody oh, was at. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't even realize. I was like, who is that girl? Because she was that pretty. And it's, like, naturally stunning. Mm-hmm. Like, the makeup and fashion helps, but she just she don't has try. it. Yeah, she has She's it. She's gorgeous. Totally. Only 22 years old. 22 Savage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. All right, let's move on to the listens lately. What have y'all been listening to lately? Mm. Uh, let's see. A lot of really... Two chains, new. Uh, well, that's not really new, but the game, the play, don't care who make it. Yeah, I have been playing it back to back. He has a song called Lamborghini Truck. Yes, Crazy. I think that's one of the best. Ones. When I, I saw say, Karen Civil posting, but I didn't click it yet. I gotta listen to him. Like, shout out to Karen Civil. Right, yes. shout it out. And the Civil Selects. <laughs> um, that's it. That's it for me. Dang, <laughs> it's that good. I just been, you know. <laughs> Um, you know, I've been so PJ, shout out to PJ Morton. Hey. My homie. So he was retweeting uh his unplugged. He's been doing some unplugged visuals that he's been posting on Twitter. I think oh. it's a partnership with OK Player, actually. I, oh, I need cool. to make sure about that. But so he was working with Yeba Smith. You know Yeba? Not by name, but um she's this really dope ass artist. She's super soulful. And he did a rendition of How Deep Is Your Love? By Keith Sweat or the Bee Gees. <laughs> you said Keith Sweat. Keith Sweat or the Bee Gees. Um, it's too very, it's back the history Bee Gees month. version. Okay. Yeah. And you guys, Yabba Smith, first. <laughs> I was going to, sorry, I was, I was going to try not to react when I couldn't. <sighs> but just hear her. Mm. Listen to this part. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, Jesus. 
And That's, she's a white girl. Hello. Come on. <laughs> Where do I throw my boxes? Who is that, friend? Yeba Smith. Smith. Y-E-B-B-A Smith. That's what Yeba, Fergie Yeba was trying do, to go baby. for. And she did that song. It's actually Gumbo Unplugged. You can look at it on my Twitter because I retweeted it. PJ's uh, Morton's Unplugged from his new album, Gumbo. Y'all, that collab, I was like, PJ... Because I've heard her before, but she's really interesting because she's sort of like, you could tell she's just not trying to be in the mix like that. Mm -hmm. She just loves her music. You know what I mean? I so love people like that. Yeah, I've seen her. You've seen her, right? So she's not really in the mix like that. Like, I don't even, I think she deleted her Twitter. You can't even find her Twitter. But if you go on YouTube and type in Yeba Smith, yo. She's bad. She's bad. I didn't know this is who that was. One of my friends, I think it was, um, well, I think it was this one one of my friends, but I, that who posted this because I remember this this background from her. Oh, well, she's YouTube like in a bathroom or something. Yes, I remember that she is like insanely. She's cold. I want an album, and then it's like effortless because if you watch this video with PJ, you heard those notes. Yes. Mm -hmm. She wasn't even straining. She was literally chilling with her headphones in the studio, hit those notes, and it was like light work. You could see it in her neck. Because, you know, you can usually see the, the veins when somebody's kind of at their upper register. <laughs> a little far. <laughs> nope. That was light work. And she, she sound like that. She got her foot on Adele's baby bag. <laughs> Adele better get it together. <laughs> I'm telling you. Because Yabba Smith is coming. Yo. And you know what I'm curious? Is Yabba backwards for Abby? Yes. Is it? I was wondering that. I'm like, is her name Abby? And she was like, how can I flip this and sound cool as fuck? It would have to be. Oh, yeah, it is really because Yella. Abby Smith. It says it? Yep. It's uh, some of these, um, and this is from her channel, Yeba, right? Yeah. It says Abby Smith That's cover week. Crazy. So it is. I was wondering because I'm like, Yeba. But you know what? She's popping for that because it Hell makes yeah. her stand out way more than Abby Smith. Yo, I love it. She's dope. Yo. Dope. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so Yeba Smith, y'all, check her out, shout her out, listen to her YouTube, spread the word. Hopefully she drops a project because she should. She's good as hell. And then check out PJ's Gumbo Project, man. Yes. He had uh, Grammy nominations for it. This is, I think, he's put out a lot of projects. PJ has a lot, a big, beautiful body of work. He's from New Orleans. He's an incredible musician. They call him the live show killer. If you've yes. ever seen one of his live shows, he gives you 3,000%. And Where everybody knows your name. He always closes out I the show that. with his rendition of Cheers. The but he fly. is, and I'm not saying it because he's a friend, long term, <laughs> long time friend, but he really is good. I don't think I've ever heard a bad note. Every mm. musician he works with is on point. All oh, his background singers. Ooh, He's amazing. What's the background singer? Uh, JoJo that be singing the for The dude, yeah. He be fucking He it. has a project uh, of his own out too, so. Oh, I need to check that out. Just support the crew, man. Shout out to PJ Morton. Shout out to Yeba Smith. Those are my listens lately. Hey. Good choices, friend. Right? Good choices. Oh, Yeba. So there's Where a movie coming out called Love, Simon. And on the soundtrack, there is a track with uh, Khalid. And Normani, 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 and, uh, from Fifth Harmony, right? Yep. 
And I like it. I love the track. Like I love first of all, I love her. Like, yeah, she can sing. I don't think I've ever really paid attention to Fifth Harmony to be true to be truthful. So, She's a star. So to be yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. beautiful girl. To be absolutely truthful. I've heard my share of Fifth Harmony songs, like maybe three or four of them. Mm-hmm. And they all sound good, but I've never really identified who was who. I've always been, Oh, y'all sound good. Like y'all are cute, cool. Right. So to hear her on this one by herself, I was like, Yes, girl. <laughs> You've exceeded my expectations, and now I see why you could be the front runner. Yeah, like what? What's the song called? Could, it's called the track itself is called "Love Lies." Listen to it as soon as we get on that train. Yeah, and you—I think you're the one that put me on the Khalid back uh, yeah. last year. So he killed, and then she comes in and kills. What so. an interesting collab! I'm trying to like. Well, I don't really know her voice, so I was trying to. Hear I saw how the they video. Oh, really? Yep, and um, I don't know. They're just dope. She's mm-hmm. dope. I think they're dope together. Um, visually seeing them in that picture, like it, they looked good together. Um, it's just dope, and I'm like totally and completely ready for her to like spread her wings and do her solo thing. She yes. is literally a star. Every live performance I've seen of them, friend, she steals the show. Like dance her ass after, off. Oh my god! And she can sing. She bad. Yep, I'm ready for it. I am Go too. Ahead, Normandy. Mm-hmm. I wonder if her father's name is Norman. Since we asking name questions, probably. You know hmm. how dads are. My right. dad's name is Franklin. Really? <laughs> wow. Francesca was as creative as they could get. But it's such a beautiful But name. I told y'all my dad wanted to name me Frankelina, which really? would have been terrible. <laughs> Frankelina? Frankelina. No, don't say it like that. Frankelina, everybody, Coca-Lina, no one gets it, and it's Lena, everybody know what I mean. So you could have been a rapper, girl. That's it. Frankly, it's still good. That could no. be your rap moniker. Jessica is the name my mom wanted. Jessica, Jessica okay. or Franklina. Wow. But God, Francesca. always but, but provides. God, <laughs> friend, he bobo. Okay. God's plan. God's plan. Okay. okay. Hey. Sorry, Let me say one thing because you, Asante, almost made me pee on myself when I was watching what? my own my own Instagram story. What? So, what so this is a really quick sidebar. Uh-huh. I didn't even do nothing. We're on the. I'm sorry, friend. I keep kicking friends' foot chalk. <laughs> Y'all playing pussy down there? That's no, I got cute. A bad I got all these hard ass dress shoes. I'm sorry. Friend. Anywho. I'm, I've made a quick Instagram video rubbing the log at the Apollo, right? Oh, my God. So I'm like, yo, I'm like, oh, this is iconic shit. I've been waiting to do this all my life. And all you hear is Asante in the background of the video going, oh, my life. One time, <laughs> like just so once. He ain't even finished all that. All you Tell heard him, was, oh, my I fell out. We were in the cab. It was myself, Cheska Lee, Kia, and Crystal on the way to the Apollo talking about you and where this voice came from. Even the the driver was like, well, where'd he get it from? He was all up in our car. (laughs) Tell the driver to mind his business. Don't worry about And it was snowing. Okay. Kia said she was at work and her boss said something to her. She was like, oh, damn. (laughs) You can't do it all the time. (laughs) <laughs> Yo, we were I pee on myself. We were laughing so hard. That, that shit funny. was funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we wrap up, because I want to go ahead and wrap the segment, I just mm-hmm. have a couple more songs or people to shout out. Frank Ocean dropped Moon River. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> 
the song that y'all always no, talk about? He did a cover of the, of the actual song Moon River. It's like, how? It's so everybody in the moment. Everybody sent it to us. Bless their heart because it just makes the joke funny all over again, for real. Like, Iconic now. And you know we got the song. We oh. found out we the found song. It. Oh, so that's what we can do. We can tell the people the name of the song. Finally. Shit. <laughs> While you look that up, also, uh, Cocky with London on the track, ASAP Rocky, Gucci Mane, and 21 Savage. I was about to say 22. It's good. 22 Savage. We already <laughs> talked about her. <laughs> right. Um, but 21 Savage. Yeah, Cocky, I just first, I just really love Gucci. Mm-hmm. And so it's just something that Gucci be doing on the track you that just, just... got that effortless swag. And even ASAP. Like, I really... Yes, you know how I Like, ASAP is another one. Like, mm-hmm. the only reason I really started to fuck with that song, uh, Get Some... What was, what's the fuck I'm gonna get some money with um, Cardi and them? Lim- what is it? Limit... No, no limit. limit. Mm-hmm. The only reason I got into it initially was because of ASAP. I was yep. like, all right, ASAP is here, so now I can listen to this till Cardi get here. And then the remix was even hotter because French Montana was on it and killed it. And Juicy J fucked it up, too. Juicy, I was, Juicy J, J yeah. went in on Juicy that Juicy J fucked that song. <laughs> he went in. That's uh, Academy Award winner, yeah. Juicy J. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And That's fucked the video up. The video was That's literally what it should have been, just a bunch of bad bitches shaking it everywhere, and they shook for dear life. <laughs> and I held on with them. All right, y'all. So the name of the Moon River song. This Now pay attention. Hear it up. Hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> okay. The name no. of the Moon River song is Turn It Up. That's the name of the song. It's called Turn, Turn it, up. it Up. Yeah, Friend by Raphael Lake. That's how I They'd be like, really? Turn It Up. Oh, shit. I was yes. <laughs> That's the. She had it. Cute. That's it. So it's called Turn It Up by Raphael Lake. FYI, that is the Moon River song. So if you want to know what me and Asante were talking about, that's the song. It's called "Turn It Up" by Raphael Lake. Y'all is so I cannot believe we found it. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> I'm just gonna shout out this last listen lately. Mm-hmm. Now, normally I just shout people out so that y'all can know what's going on, but uh, this is somebody I really want you guys to check out and listen to. Her name is Amber Olivier. Uh, she just dropped an EP. It's self-titled. There are six tracks on there. It's an R&B soul project. I want to say she gives like. Aaliyah vibes, but like just that that kind of vibe, like What's that wave. Amber Olivier. Mm-hmm. Like, let me just. Uh... Aaliyah vibe. You sold me. This feels like old Michael Jackson, right? Mm-hmm. So like Miss Chu on the beat. <laughs> Miss Chu on the beat. <laughs> <laughs> I like her voice. Yeah. Okay, that's all you get. I'm with it. I like it. I'm with it. So it's only six Olivia. tracks. Um, I believe she's I'm from across sold. the pond too. So I I would really love to live in London for a little while just to get in their music scene. Yo, yeah. the music scene, we would be living. Man, oh man. Oh, I wanted to give one more shout out. Go ahead. Jamie Woon and this is why I love Shazam because you ever watching some shit on Netflix and and a badass yo I can't even remember what I was watching um, but this came on let's see if it'll let me play it because the Wi-Fi is wonky but his name is Jamie Woon and I heard it really wish I remember what I was watching see now I don't want to play Making Time it's called Sharpness yeah from the Making Time oh here we go it's real like grown very you remember Jamiroquai yeah it gives me that kind of vibe 
for listening to him. I'm with it. Right? I'm downloading the whole project. And he arrived. Yeah, so on a backward skate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fuck it up. That's the jam. Ooh, so Jamie Woon, that's J-A-M-I-E-W-O-O-N. The project is called Making Time. The whole project is dope. It's a vibe. He has like a real chill vibe. You know, if you're in that mood, it's kind of laid back and kick it. Um, but that song in particular is called Sharpness. And I, I was I so sing. happy. I do too, man. Damn, I wish I could oh. sing. You can sing. Jamie Woon can sing. <laughs> uh, what was the baby girl's name? Olivier. Olivier. She can sing. I wish I could sing because I'd, be, I'd have been just... Take vocal lessons. I'd have been singing just like it. <laughs> you know, man. I'd have been singing that shit. <laughs> Also, as if for me, for the last, 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 I promise I don't have no more after this. I forgot. We always do this. Right. Wait, one more. Um, this music, like you can't I stop right. talking so about so music. So much good shit out. So I actually, if you really want to find this artist, you're just gonna have to hit me up and ask me. But Damn, my like friend, that? you well, inviting them? <laughs> I, unfortunately, my friend, he put out this project and it's four tracks, and his his name is V. Okay, so, that's, oh, that's so hopefully, nightmare. It, I mean, it literally is only the letter V, but I don't know if it's going to be hard to search or whatever, but he dropped a project and it's called Start. It's volume one. It's a four, uh, four track EP. Um, I'm just going to play you one of the songs I like off of it. How are you going to find him? Just going to have to tweet me and ask me. <laughs> Look next to the U. <laughs> Damn it, Dustin. I love it. So, I'm in. Send me the link. Okay, when it gets to the thinking about you part, then I'm going to stop it. This I love it. This is a vibe. Can't even let you get to the good part. Y'all just have to listen to it. Send me the link. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's I'm a whole asking. EP or just one song? It's a whole EP. It's four four tracks. Yeah. That was the last one that I played. I'm the in. Last track on the EP. Send it to me now before you get swarmed. I would have sang that too. <laughs> hey, I know. Right. It's right. Shout out to I didn't sing. I wish I could sing so you fucking good. It would be a problem. Teacher. It would be such a problem oh, if I, I was like a, a real I'd be in that booth. Like like Beyonce on Cadillac Records. Give me another one. <laughs> I'll be tearing them tracks out. That was good. Oh, that's it over here in Music Man Land. Again, hit me up for the playlist pledge. I have it up on iTunes. Or I have it on Apple Music and Spotify, and that's it. So that's it here. Thanks again to Talkspace, the online therapy company, for supporting this week's episode of The Friend Zone. Talkspace makes it easy to connect with an experienced, licensed therapist that you pick based on your preferences for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy. You can send your therapist text, audio, and video messages, or even do a live video chat. Talkspace therapists are fully licensed, 
and go through a rigorous screening process in addition to thousands of hours of supervised professional training. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com zone. And as a special offer for our listeners, you can use coupon code zone to get $30 off your first month and show your support for this podcast. That's code zone at Talkspace.com zone. Talkspace. It's therapy for how we live today. Okay. Now we're going to push Yay. it on over to TV land. What you got for us, Dustin? Dustin? Dustin. Well, you know, when I cut the TV on this week, I went to Bravo. uh uh-huh. Because it had been a two-week hiatus since we'd seen our shows. Yeah, it was some bullshit. And I didn't appreciate that. I understood it, but I didn't appreciate it. Me neither, I know. Uh, you know, so I definitely got reacquainted with the ladies of Married to Medicine. Yes, the baddest. I just want to focus on a couple things. Um, Dr. Heavenly who I have grown to love a whole lot since we were first introduced to her in season two. Mm. She reverted back to when I didn't like her on this episode with some of the way that she was asking the questions. But then it was funny. So she was sitting the couples down on the beach. They were having like couples therapy, quote unquote, because she's a self-proclaimed relationship expert. And so, but the questions that she was asking were directly related to sensational things that had happened in each one of their marriages. So they were messy questions that were only... Toya, one of the cast members, Toya Bush Harris, literally responded to the question that they asked her by saying, he wouldn't ask me no shit like that. That was how she responded. So the questions were very left, and Heavenly was doing that to get shit started. But then once the shit got started, she didn't like it, and she was being defensive as if she hadn't done anything wrong when she really caused all of the commotion, right? So... Dr. Simone and Cecil, obviously we know their marriage is irretrievably broken. They have filed for divorce. It may even be final now. I love them. But I was 100% on Cecil Whitmore's side on that beach when he got up and went the fuck off when they brought up that money. Did you watch this mm-hmm. week? When they when they brought up that money that he... So Cecil took $25,000 out of their joint account to fund an app that him and his business partners were building. Without her knowing? Without her knowing. Oh, no. $25,000. Um, you know... <laughs> Later on, we find out that, like, you know, she bought, she brought, had a Maserati delivered to the house. You know what I'm saying? He didn't know about it. Things were. were oh, happening. so then they just don't have good communication. So, but this was an issue that they had gotten, they had began to work past, right? Mm-hmm. And so once Heavenly brought it back up when they were in that setting, he went off, like, got up, was screaming, yelling, I'm tired of this shit. We didn't already talked about it. We didn't been past it. You do it. Say Are you so, perfect? It just so turned, but I, but I completely understood what made him lose it. That was something that him and her had worked really hard to get on the other side of. Right. So for you to bring it up for some for what you know what I mean? And he's already obviously he already when you have to compromise in a relationship like that, you may not really feel like you were wrong, but sometimes you go ahead and compromise and give in just for the sake of peace. And so I could tell that. Him building that app was important to him. Hmm. I think that there were some issues of Simone being the ultimate breadwinner because her she has such a successful OBGYN practice. And Cecil was he worked in IT. He was like an IT manager. So he had he a great technical, you know what I mean, yeah, job. Tech people but as well. she made more money than him. So was the majority of the twenty five K hers? Is I don't that know that, but I just think that he was more motivated <laughs> to 
create something else, like start this app and then make it be successful. I think that's why he was so driven to do that because he wanted to have a larger contribution in the home. That's just my assumption, but based on how I watched it go down, that's kind of how I feel. Mm -hmm. And so when she would demean it or belittle it or not support it or whatever, I think that's why their arguments became so passionate because for him it represented so much more than just another business venture. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's what I read up underneath all of that. But um, I totally respect how he went off. Quad, I need to have a talk with Quad real quick. Mm. Because you know I love Quad. And I hate to see her not performing at a level that she should when it comes to getting them bitches up off of her on that show. Now, Mariah who is the anus of the show. She is wow. she is she is literally the <laughs> ringworm of the show. She is the oh open scab. It's She's all nice. of that. It's okay. Nice. Really? Oh, she just literally causes problems. They're all sitting on the boat having a great conversation. The of the show. They're having a great conversation on the boat. <laughs> it's not Am I lying? It's Mariah jumps into the conversation like, um, well, what about quiet? Don't nobody say nothing to you when you do stuff. Here we go. Now, instead of quiet, and there's so much more context I could offer, but for the sake of time, we're going to keep it moving. There's so much more that quiet could have said then. What she does is she starts debating the validity of what Mariah was saying, as opposed to checking her for saying something in the first place. Why would you even go down to the level of actually debating what she's saying? Why wouldn't you say, you know what, Mariah? I see you. I know what you're doing. Me and these ladies right here, we're happy. We're doing good. We're at peace. We're actually real friends. We trust each other. We share secrets, okay? We go places together, (laughs) one-on-one and as a group. We don't do none of that with you. We are not friends like that with you. We don't trust you. And the only way that you can have some sort of ripple or wave or impact in this group is by starting problems like what you're trying to do right now. So I just know that I see you, and I'm not buying it. It's not happening. Because before we talk about me, I'm going to talk about you. That's what Quad should have done. But what does Quad do? I have never gotten a break in this group. Not from anyone. And she starts yelling and shit, and it just becomes a mess. So I was very disappointed in that. Um, the Real Housewives of Atlanta are in Barcelona. Uh, I will never understand these group trips. You know, I don't either. But I also don't understand (laughs) why Nini did the same thing that I'm getting upset with Kwai for doing with Kim. Kim sends a video and a text message to all the ladies, you know, saying that Nini's got roaches in her house and she's fake and driving a Rolls Royce and she's parking in handicap spots and all this stuff. I was bored. I barely watched. Nene, that's so childish. Do you know how she responds? That can't fuck Kim. My house is brand new, and none of you bitches can come in my house and say anything about all oh, my shit is brand new with the tags. With the tags. <sighs> Nene, got your ass over here. First of all, <laughs> nobody cares about whether or not the things in your motherfucking house are brand new. As a matter of fact. When you was on the View showing pictures of that house, oh my! Let God. me give, let me backtrack. Sometimes Nene thinks that everybody operates in the world of being one of the Real Housewives of Atlanta, and the things that's important to her are important to everybody else. You're on the View because you're doing a four week run on Chicago. This is back when she was on Chicago on Broadway. You go on The View, but you're talking to them about how you bought a new house and you're showing pictures of your home, which is a beautiful home. You know what I mean? But they don't give a fuck about that. This New York, we don't even live in houses. We live in apartments. <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> when they show in the pictures, well, you remember how Whoopi Goldberg flamed her ass? Mm-hmm. Where's the furniture? 
with your Nene? And remember, Nene what? was mad. Nene got mad she got and said hot. she was never going on The View because they were mean girls after that. But my point is, they don't give a damn about you right. having no new house. They don't care about that shit. Fuck that. What are you here to talk about? Nobody cares Whoopi about said, all Where's that. Where's the furniture? And oh baby, everybody, we felt a Twitter as a whole, like back no. wall slid. We felt What? She said it just like this. Stop it. Where's the furniture, Nene? <laughs> and, and you couldn't even see her. They were showing on the screen pictures of the house. So, the voice so all you hear is up. yes. But you know how Whoopi be looking anyway. So by the time they got back there, she was sitting on that. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. Stop and so, it. but my point, I bring that up because Nene responds by telling them that all the shit in her house is new. Okay, so what do you think people are going to do? Say, okay, well, you know what? That's right. So she was wrong because all your stuff is brand new. And and yeah. Don't nobody care about that. What you say is, wow, Kim, really immature. And I can't believe that after we worked together for 10 years on this show and been friends and been through the shit we've been through, this is what you're going to do? And making racist roach references to me in my house? Is that what this is? You address it. You don't prove to, you don't tell the other women who don't give a damn in the first place that your house is new and everything's new. And none of you bitches can be, can say, come in my house and say anything. What did you hear? Was it Candy? Or was it Portia or Shimmy? One of them was like, oh, no, I don't know about all these bitches now. And Nene was like, well, none of, nobody can come in my house and say whatever. So just focusing on the wrong thing. And it shows such an immature side of Nene. And I hate that because she's 50 years old. And they talked about her age this week. And she got upset with them. But they only talked about it after she did. She tried to make candy move from the room that was at the I'm top. I'm not. <laughs> Candy put her put both her feet down. As soon as Nene started that book, friend, do you realize she came into the room and said, so, um, ladies, we've been thinking, and we were thinking the more mature ladies, me and Cynthia would take that room at the top. Candy said, uh-uh. You might as well stop it right now. I'm not following I'm not forward. moving. <laughs> so what you talking about don't mean ladies. shit. I am not. She was really going to try to Mind you, Candy, they're on a vacation in the house together. Candy has literally put our bags in this room. This is my room. This is where I'm going to be. Like, they not all before they got there. Went through. What is it, that they came later? No. No. They got that- there at the same time. Nene just wanted that room, and she really felt like she was going to be able to come downstairs and get away with saying, well, we thought the more mature ladies would get that room at the top. Candy was like, ah, <laughs> I'm not moving. Like I they don't were care all what running around the house about. trying to pick rooms. It's not like there was like a designation. Like the real world when they yeah. first walk in. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. That's exactly, exactly how friend. it was. That's what they were doing. <laughs> that scatters. So in my age. <laughs> but, was yeah. like, this is my room. My and, room. And then she had to go downstairs and like, oh, well, I don't want that room. I got this one. And like, that's my room. Like they was going. I was right. like, oh shit. But it was fire. just a fool. I couldn't believe she did that. Um, but I'm looking forward to next week with Marlo versus Portia. I think that's going to be a great. That's when fights are entertaining on TV. When you have two worthy opponents that can just go at it verbally. <laughs> worthy opponents. You know what I'm saying? Tongue wrestle and just go the hell at it. I'm ready <sighs> for it all. Are you going to cut? Can't wait. Are you going to cut Portia any slack? For what? You know, people were debating in our mentions that she's been having some good confessional looks. They, what is that? Okay, she has. They compared her to Cynthia, which I did not like. But. No, that was ridiculous. Somebody was high. I seen it. <laughs> right, it was like <laughs> said I seen that. Too. Cynthia is a even... fucking soup. She's been modeling. She's oh, a... sidebar. Happy birthday, Cynthia. Today's her fifty first birthday. Hey, birthday. Hey. But fifty first and fifty five. Right. Okay. Wow. On a corner. And then crazy. We all be <laughs> <lucky>. <laughs> right there. Uh, um, 
But yeah, so anyway, that was, so that was just really interesting. But as far as Portia, I don't need to cut her any slack because that would mean that I was forgiving what she did wrong in the first place. And let's remember, Portia mm-hmm. had no humility whatsoever about spreading that lie about Candy. She had no humility about spreading all them lies about Peter Thomas. She has no mm-hmm. humility whatsoever. She didn't have any humility when she told Nene, didn't you choke somebody? Which I appreciated, though. The, <laughs> but the thing about Portia is she represents all the things that I like about reality TV stars when they're at their best. She's mm-hmm. very pretty to look at, and so I enjoy seeing her on screen. Um, she is sexy, you know what I mean? And I like the way she acts sexy and kind of dumb. Then, (laughs) you know, it's like, it's like, no, it's like, cool. It's not like she, well, she is (laughs) slow, but it's like a, a, it's like a cute thing. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just saying, like. You really trying. I'm like trying to see. I'm like, okay. He's really trying to, he's actually really trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. And it's just like. Cause she can't. Cause like. (laughs) It's like every time you want to give her an inch, like like they say, she just snatched the whole damn ruler out your hand. Shout out to Patty LaHale. So like where I want to enjoy Portia, which is I think what that's what they mean when they say, Do I want to give her uh give her a what did they Cut say? Cut her some slack. Cut her some slack. I think that's meant they mean, you know, do I enjoy anything about Portia or do I am I am I open to enjoying her? Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. As long as she makes sense. But to me, she's fake. And that's why I have a problem with it because you sat there and you pretended as if you know you're you're, you're working towards resolving things with these women and you want forgiveness and peace, but then in your confessionals you're talking all the shit in the world. The minute they say something that you feel like is you know you didn't like, you're telling them, well, let me get your ass together real quick then, and all that. My thing is this: you don't like them, act like you don't like them, and have a valid reason not to. And then go forward, do something else so we can be interested in you again. This apology tour, you know, just like all of that, I don't care about none of that. Because I feel like she played a willful part in and a a willful role in that slander that they've had on Candy last year about Mm -hmm. her wanting to, um, you know, have sex with them and stuff and, and drug her and rape her and all that. Portia used that as a way to get Candy and it was very frivolous for her it never meant anything until we found out it was a damn lie and the finger had to be pointed somewhere then you want to cry and question why Phaedra would involve you and all that shit you were happy to do it and I just know that so I don't plan on cutting her nothing other than an invoice for wasting my damn time (laughs) and with that being said well we can move on Cut the TV off. All right. Well, I'm going to move right on into asking for One last thing. Sorry. One last <laughs> thing. One last thing. <laughs> One last thing. Little Women Atlanta. I've been meaning to get this off my chest. I'm tired of many, and I'm tired of the twins acting like they have white privilege because that's what they do. They throw rocks and hide their hands. They do things and then get an attitude about you being upset about it. Like you're wrong for being upset after they've done this thing. If you watch the show, you know what I'm talking about. I'm tired of Minnie. I'm tired of the twins. And I'm so happy that the twins finally turned on Minnie. And now we get to see them going at each other because they never were real friends. And I'm so excited. Is this on Bravo too? This is on Lifetime. <laughs> Little Women Atlanta. It's on Lifetime? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Little Women Atlanta. That's you should watch out. it, friend. Why, why should I watch it? It's a really interesting take on the lives of a group of little women in Atlanta. 
And you forget as you watch the show the fact that they're little people. You literally forget it until it's until something happens that's directly related to it because you get so caught up in their storylines. They live fascinating lives. I'm talking. You got a baby. You got you and this guy had a baby. Then you met another guy and had a baby. Then you got back with person A but had another baby by person B while you with person A and person A is still taking care of all the kids with you. It's, I'm telling you, it's mind blowing. None of them date um, other little men. They only date men that are like average size. Then they like, they, like as a preference? As a preference, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. They, they scoff at the idea of like dating another scoff. little Scoff? Mm-hmm. I'm amazed that this is on Lifetime. Watch it, I didn't know Lifetime's in reality TV. And you you literally forget it's the show isn't even the only thing that you think the only reason the show is called Little Women Atlanta is because they're little people. That's the only thing that is relative to that. And like seeing them having to maneuver through like life and like their homes when they get new homes and get them like adapted to make it easier for them to function and stuff. Right. That's when that comes up. But other than that, you be so caught up in the storylines and the shit that's going on and who does, does it, like who does is it good. also show how like the cities they live in. Um, aren't catering to their needs. No, it doesn't get into any of that. No, they just let they they let them live, and they just like they don't even focus on that part. It's like we're just the little you know. Because I would be curious, mm-hmm. you know, like I would just be curious. That's so interesting. You're gonna have a lot of curiosity. Well, I think your interest has peaked a little bit now. So I'm not gonna watch that. Damn. <laughs> wow. You know, that would be yeah, funny. It's, what, after you see, that's why I'm campaigning over here. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I wanted to say. I just, you know, fuck Manny, fuck the twins. And, wow. Uh, you know, that's that. Go ahead, Asante. I uh, actually tuned out for the last three to five minutes of your. Uh, Thank part. you so much. And I'm that gonna, makes me. I feel. I'm, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you. That. I'm gonna apologize and tell you why because I was about to start the asking for a friend segment and I read the email. And uh, as per usual, if you want to send us an email, don't forget to email us at thefriendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. The subject of this email is would you sleep with someone again after they gave you an STD? And that's why you tuned out? It took you three minutes to read that. First of all, I fell apart when I read the subject, and then I went through and read the email. So I'm just going to read and share with you guys. Here we go. I don't even feel like I need to know what the email says. Uh, I can answer it based on the subject line. Well, I feel like I can give a great. (laughs) I mean, very much so. But let's just—I just want to for the sake of the yeah. Let let's just let the people decide if that is something that they will play with and do. Never mind. Something they would play with and do because I'm not playing with none of that ever again over here. If I ended up with like Jesus says, you got to hear both sides. (laughs) Let's go. I mean, obviously, this time we would wear a condom. That's the first sentence of this email. A little background. When I met D. (laughs) When I met D. Ain't that how it always goes? (laughs) He was 32 years old and I 24. He was still legally married and me being the young single woman that I was, while uncomfortable with his marital status, went out of town with him for a weekend anyway. For three days, we had the best sex my 24-year-old self had ever had. And I mean the best. Two days after returning home, to my surprise, I had chlamydia. All right, now. Being the adult that I was, I simply talked to him about it, and we were both treated and the issues were resolved. 
Fast forward, I am now 27. Dee is divorced, and neither one of us is in a relationship. He still hits me up from time to time just to say hi. Other than the STD thing and cheating and cheating on his then wife, with me, he actually is a pretty cool guy. <laughs> now, to be clear... Emotionally, I'm in no way looking for a relationship. But someone... But someone to smash from time to time would be cool. I already... And pick your mouth up for this part. (laughs) I already know D's D is bomb. (laughs) But I don't want to mess around and be burning with something I can't get rid of. Should I smash D again? Find someone else to smash... Or just do me for now. Thanks for your help. Just want the D. <laughs> so now you see why I, I could not check back in as quickly as I would have liked to for the remainder of the segment. Because after the, reading that, I was sitting here like, this is like, first when I read it, the, the question, I said, this is really a question. And then I read and I said, wow, you've. So answer it. I hope we're being Since told. you wanted to read that shit, <laughs> answer the question. I, I mean, I'm going to Because I didn't fucked her and I got mad. I, I can't believe she wrote that. I, I just answered. I mean, I'm not doing it. I'm it, not, it, I, it wasn't even a question for me. Maybe it was... I mean, okay, so before I, I say what I say, I'm not on her side at all. I'm just going to say, you know, I'm always on the fence. I was born... The fence? I'm not on the fence. I'm just saying I'm trying to see both sides. You know, of like Jesus. The uh, prescription? So so maybe for her, since she was 24 and young, she thought that there was something really endearing. You, you listening that wrote it in. I guess maybe you thought there was something endearing about the fact that she, you could talk to him about that situation and get it resolved. But I think the bigger problem is... The fact that you even were put in that situation, and if it's a fear that you would be put back into that situation with this person, I just would not want to take that chance again. I just wouldn't do it. I Like, I just don't see why. But for you, maybe, I don't know. You really like this person. Y'all built a friendship behind this, so I can't, like, fault you for whatever you want to do. But for me, it's a solid hell to the gnaw. Like, I'm not going to do it. Can't think about doing it. Like, we can't even be friends, really. Like you get, you, Like, you could have ruined my life. And now you're not married, so you're getting your life together. So I'm going to continue to get my life together. So, girl, I think you need to do you. You need to ask yourself why you were even considering doing that. And I don't want to ask you that to be judgmental, but, like, you have a life to live. You can't be just getting burned and being like, oh, well, you know, he cool, and we handled it well the first time, so we're going to be good again. Like, I just wouldn't put myself in that situation again. So it's the hell to the no for me. Friend, what about you? <laughs> <clears throat> Huh, friend? Any uh, healing protective measures? Not uh, protective measures. Uh, Ain't no too late. <laughs> Day late, dollar short. If I was in that situation, I would go back to my five-year-old self. I mean, if if I'm talking about myself, which is obviously the only way we can right. talk and share from experience, I wouldn't go back. It just sounds reckless. I don't know the headspace here, and maybe that's cool to you. And hey, no judgment. All of us have been in reckless right. spaces. Because she says she just want to fuck. It. Yeah, I get that. But for me, you already burned me 
for fucking the first time. So you, sorry, go ahead, Fred. I'm sorry, I didn't mean. To. No, no, no. I agree. I'm just you're basically <laughs> echoing like <laughs> echoing my thoughts because I just don't. There's a lot of great penis in the world. There's a lot I of mean, other greats. I mean, there's tons. a lot. There are a lot tons. of awesome men you can meet. He's not the only one. He already showed you one time around that he doesn't take care of himself. Granted, years have passed. People change. People change their behaviors and get a little more cautious with age. Some people, but I don't. I don't get it. I don't see. I don't. Just, I just don't see why. That's what it comes. <laughs> Dustin's face is taking me down. Dustin, I don't. Um, you know what? God bless the broken road. And that's all I have to say. I don't understand why you are asking yourself. You literally are asking the question, I really just want to have casual sex. So should I have it with somebody that just gave me an STD and was married at the time? Right. Well, it Does was that three years ago. Does that make sense? And it was That so you want good. to have casual sex with somebody who gave you chlamydia, you want to have so casual sex. While married. It was, while married. Which but the means sex he was gave so it to good. his wife too, most likely. He didn't gave it. He didn't been doing a lot of giving. Just it out must have been a holiday holiday season. It must have been a holiday. <laughs> Gifts was given out. But the sex was so good, she thought about it three years later and didn't mind the chlamydia. No. Then that's on then with that, like like giving honor to, to the Diamond Princess Trina, like she said about Veronica Vega. So with that being said, that's her business. <laughs> if that's if she's all right with that, get it again. Because if it wasn't nothing for you to just say, oh, what's up, nigga, by the way, is you burning too? Because I'm burning too. Ah, and then y'all laughed about it and fixed it. So if it's that easy for you and you're all right with the fact that he was cheating on his wife to have sex with you. He's way older than you, so he knew what he was doing. Right. Gave you an STD that he knew he had, okay, because you know what you're peeing out of. <laughs> Y'all worked it out, quote-unquote, which don't mean nothing, but you went and got a prescription and took the antibiotics. Now you want to go back, and you're saying, is it, you're asking us if it's a good idea <laughs> to go have casual sex with a person who gave you chlamydia while they was married to somebody else. And that out of all three years of meeting new people <laughs> and new directions, new things to do, new places to go, new faces, and you going back to that, that's a good idea to you. So if it is, like Trina said, with that being said, that's your business. <laughs> and I am completely done with this letter. But she also, the fact that she wrote in to ask us what we think, she knows that it's not a good idea. Right. If she thought it was a good idea, she'd be doing it. She wouldn't ask anyone's opinion. I mean, you signed the letter just want the D. There is too much D out there. Too much clean D out there. You're going to get to C. Look, again, another C. The S. So, thanks for writing in. I just pray for your future and that you will... <laughs> I just pray for your... For real. Just write back and let me know that you got the message, that, that, that you were heard, because I don't want you making no brash decisions. I don't want to be mean. I don't. It's, you know well, what? We say it out of love. We just want her to be yeah. all right. Right. Like, fit, like, literally, be okay. Like, be well. Yeah. That, but that is the... 
polar opposite of wellness. <laughs> so right, I just don't want to say anything and sound judgmental because in my mind I feel like you know because like I want to tell you. <laughs> Like, I, I just want to tell her, like, I want to tell you listening, like, you just need to really take inventory and ask yourself why you would consider going back to this person. Yeah. And if it is something as superficial as the sex, like, the sex ain't even it no more because he was dirty. Obviously, the sex can't really be that good because he's not taking care of himself. So I just don't think that you should even consider, because you're getting older and moving into these different phases of your life, consider going back to that. And it might not even be as good as you remember. Right. It might have only you been were good. Young. And I want to know. It might have only most. been good because he was married. Now he, do, right. he ain't married and, he, you know, he exactly. just ain't got it. What I guess bothers me the most is like, why do you feel like you are not worthy? Or why do you, why do you feel like it's okay for you to, why does your desire for good sex eclipse you valuing yourself more than enough to go? do that with him right. you know what I'm saying right. when you have other options and stuff and that's what like makes me like temporary pleasure and, like and the trauma it can cause in your body yeah the you part, worth so much like come on and the, you know but the part that makes me hesitate is because she has continued some relationship with this person so I guess maybe she's gotten to know him and really feels endeared to him somehow and is like maybe he slipped up or whatever he came up with or whatever she's buying like and that's why I don't want to be judgmental of this person. Be like, yeah, it's just that nigga with some STD girl. Kick him out. But at the same time, it's like he slipped up in enough to put you in danger like that. Yeah, he could be cool as hell, but, you know, he was already cheating on his wife. So I just wouldn't want to let that back in my space. It's just nothing it's I can just... do to say to make this make sense. But we're also putting a lot on him. And she was a willing participant. Yeah. Knowing that he was cheating. Well, I'm just trying to. Right. You know what I mean? So this really is just a match made in heaven. Wow. Well. <laughs> I mean, there's said, an alignment there. Well, we can align right on to the black business of the week. <laughs> so there is an amazing <laughs> black chef by the name of Janae Claiborne. Mm. She's Hi, known Janae. as Sweet Potato Soul. Isn't that a cute like, name? Like, oh, so yes. cute. Like, yes. I and, and she looks like that sounds. She's Aww. just this cute girl. Um, she offers, so this is her first cookbook, mm-hmm. and I've actually known about it for a while. We go back and forth for the past couple of years online. She's the sweetest girl. She has a website, and it's called SweetPotatoSoul.com. But this is her first cookbook, and I'm Aww. so excited for her because that's big. Congratulations that's a big to her. deal. Um, the book Work. offers 100 that's a lot of recipes. 100 vegan soul food recipes oh, work. that riff on Southern cooking wow. in surprising and delicious ways, beautifully illustrated with full color photography. So Janae revives the long tradition of using fresh local ingredients creatively in dishes like coconut collard salad. Fried cauliflower chicken. I know some people side eye that. Uh, but she improvises <laughs> new flavors in peach date barbecue jackfruit sliders, sweet potato tahini cookies. She celebrates Ooh. the plant based roots of the cuisine in gumbo and savory sweet Georgia watermelon and peach salads. She updates classics with jalapeno. She has jalapeno hush puppies, actually. Ooh. I know. And that sounds Ooh, I so love good. hush puppies. And the fact that it's all like fresh local ingredients, she teaches you how to do that. 
Uh, and her favorite, sweet potato cinnamon rolls. Oh. Nah, I might have to fuck them up. Okay. What? So she also, along the way, Janine explores the narrative surrounding iconic and beloved, beloved, beloved soul food <laughs> recipes. <laughs> Shout out to Sax. As well as their innate nutritional benefits. So she is just amazing. She even has pound cakes, ginger kiss fruit cobblers, smoky collard greens, even crab cakes. I mean, she goes in. There are a hundred different uh, recipes. And the best part is that they're, uh, she says they're better than the original takes. They're crave-worthy dishes. And most importantly, good for your health, heart, and soul. Amen. Please check out SweetPotatoSoul.com and show her love. And most importantly, please order her book, Sweet Potato Soul, 100 Easy Vegan Recipes for the Southern Flavors of Smoke, Sugar, Spice, and Soul. And Soul, excuse me, by Janae Claiborne. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, IndieBound, Bam Books A Million, and even available on the book on the iBookstore. So that's check dope. her out and Super show her dope. love. Sweet Potato Soul. And that's it for this week's Black Business of the Week. Super dope. Do you guys have any church announcements before we get out of here? Yes. Mm, I want to say no. No? Smirky smirk. <clears throat> Asante. Um, yes, I will be back on the road with the Read Live burr, outside burr, burr, burr. of being on the road with the Friend Zone Live. Actually, Ooh. that's a great place to start with the Friend Zone Live. Mm-hmm. Tickets are on sale, so you can come see all of us. Uh, don't forget, all of the VIPs are sold out, so unfortunately, we amazing. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you, guys. you. Yeah, that's so cool. So crazy. Um, but tickets are still available in every city. Um, March 31st is Atlanta for all three of us, May 12th, Chicago. And don't forget that you can come out and see us in Los Angeles, California on June 16th. Um, I wanted to shout that out very quickly because it's crazy that I'm going to be doing the tour with you guys and on the road with the read again, which is going to be Washington, D.C., March 10th. April 7th is Boston. May 5th is St. Louis. June 2nd is Toronto. And June 9th is Oakland. So that's going to be exciting. On a personal front, uh, the Asante of all Asantes will be doing his own show. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I'm talking about myself in third person Are like that. Are you going to announce it today? Or? I'm about to announce <gasps> it. I can't so, take it. Um, by the time you guys be Hold listening on, to let this. Me, let me sit in my seat. <sighs> okay. <laughs> so for those of you that know Asante is the host, Asante is the music man, Asante is Asante, I've decided <laughs> to uh, host my own experience where we can all come out and have like a fun-ass time. Um, whenever I'm on the road, it's such a bomb-ass experience to like talk to you guys and see what you guys are doing. So I decided to do a show where I get to like play with the audience. The audience is part of the show, and you're part of the experience. And the experience is actually titled, If I Were a Rapper. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always do music. I always fake rap. I always freestyle. Like, I always do these things. So I decided that it would be fun to play If I Were a Rapper with everybody else. Oh, my because Lord. Because you watch Issa Rae rap in the mirror. Everybody and their mama think they are a rapper. So mm-hmm. why not come out to If I Were a Rapper, show off your skills, play some games, have a fun-ass time. And win some prizes. It's really, really going to be a lot of crazy shit. It's going to be a lot, very music, musically driven. So this is not for the faint of heart. This is for people that really want to come on down and really enjoy some shit. There's going to be a lot of singing and fun-ass things to do. So that's If I Were a Rapper. Tickets are going on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. Um, Yay! Congratulations! <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, it's going to be at ifiwerearapper.com. It's, the show itself is going to be at the Tada Theater on March 24th at 9 p.m. It's going to be a late show. <laughs> so it's going to be something fun and late night. So get grown, come out, dress up, uh, and have a fun-ass time. 
for those that were at the pop-up shop that we did before uh, for the read, we did uh, giveaways for tickets, and I decided to do like lip sync battles, and I had people try to perform their favorite songs, and I actually pl- was like a backup flyboy for them, <laughs> lacing people out. So thank you for everybody that played that. It was just a small preview of what we'll be getting into for If I Were a Rapper, the you event. So you. So again, that's March 24th at 9 p.m. at the Tada Theater, which is at 15 West 28th Street in Manhattan, and tickets are going on sale this Friday at 10 a.m., you can check all of my social media. I will be putting up the flyer. And oh, all of ours. Today, and of course, actually. on the friend zone right. as well. Amen, amen, amen. So that is what I have going on. It's Yay, yeah, congratulations. congratulations. <laughs> Thank you, folks. Thank you. I just can't wait to have fun with everybody. It's going to be crazy as hell. I can't so wait this for it is to like be a, a tour. This is like a like an open mic night almost kind of like thing? So or what is it? Like so it's going to be a game. Yeah, it's an improv game show. Mm-hmm. So basically, there's going to be rounds of games that I've created. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to feature tracks from <laughs> popular uh, rappers, singers, um, old school tracks that you're familiar with. So it's going to be a night to celebrate blackness. So... Uh, if you are of any other color, shade, you can come out, but I'm picking all the black people first. That's because <laughs> that's the name of the game. But it's going to be almost like Family Feud meets mm-hmm. Beach Shazam meets Lip Sync Battle meets Wildin' Out meets Easter Ray Aqua Black Girl meets like <laughs> like all your black favorite fun musical shit in one place, and you get to be part of it. I feel like we always do these shows where everybody's yelling from the audience. Now you get to hear from the stage. That's right. That's right. This is cool. Congratulations. Innovative, iconic. Thank you. And tickets, when they do go on sale, because it is more of an experience, when the tickets sell out, they are gone. The venue is only going to be able to fit so many people. I'm not going to tell you how many. But just know that I will be harassing everybody at these shows. So come out if you're ready to be harassed. Oh, it's no. Gonna be an I'm going to have to find a little corner to sit in. No, you can't. <laughs> you go sit on the stage. No, I won't do that to you. But that's it for me. What do you have for Congratulations. Friend? Thank you. Um, Nothing big yet. Um, this, Like I said, this week I'll be in L.A. for the Create and Cultivate Conference that's happening on Saturday. I'm actually on the podcast panel. Yes. Which is really so cool because it's a conference for women in business. And I'm really excited to speak to some women on how they can start a podcast, how they can produce one, how can they can get it going, get it on the ground. And I'm excited to that's share wonderful. some gems. You guys know how I feel about ecosystems. So... It's really always exciting to step into a new city, you know, and vibe out with the women of the city and kind of share that energy and transfer that energy. So I'm excited. Those of you who got tickets cannot wait to see you. A lot of you have been tweeting me saying it's almost Saturday. So it's going to be cute. Um, I'm being dressed by Express. Yeah, y'all know I had because you styling on. You know I had an old partnership with them when I did their holiday collection a couple years back. So it's really cute to partner up again with them. They um, sent me some really cute outfits that I will be wearing on Friday for the pre-speaker dinner and then for the conference on Saturday and really cute Come outfits on. that I got to pick from their shop. So, collaboration billboard, two. baby. Amen. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So, catch me in LA and... catch me. And that, don't forget the Target image goes up. So, show some love to that. Please. Check it out at Instagram.com yes. forward slash hey. I saw hey. it and it's yes. amazing. It's cute. It's so cute. <laughs> I do have one more thing. Yeah, go ahead. I forgot that if you are in New York City because it is Black History Month, we're doing the Buy Black, uh, Buy Black Shop. Excuse me. <laughs> it's the end. I'm going to make it. So, it's uh, Back to Black and it's going to be a shopping emporium at La Maison d'Art. It is 
225, which is this Sunday, February 25th, and it's going to be from 2 to 7 p.m. It's free to attend. All you got to do is come out, hold some wine and look cute. <sighs> so but sad. But while you're that. out there sipping on that wine and you feel like spending some money, there's going to be tons of boutiques out there selling all sorts of things. So come out, buy black, look black, be black, be beautiful, say what's up to me. I'm going to be doing the music in the shop, too, and I'm going to be pouring wine with Moselle and turning up with everybody that shows Mo-mo. up. From 2 to 7, Friday, uh, Sunday. Yeah. That's it for me. And that's Again. it for us. So that's, that's right. it. As always, thank you so much for listening. We love you. And we will see you next week. Happy Black History Month. Bye. Bye. Wakanda forever. <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. The two dopest queens to ever queen are coming to HBO. So gather around the TV and prepare thyself for the comedy coronation of a lifetime. Watch as Jessica Williams and Phoebe Robinson, a.k.a. Two Dope Queens, bring their hit comedy podcast to HBO in a series of four comedy specials starting Friday, February 2nd. Filmed in front of a live audience at the King's Theater in Brooklyn and directed by Tignataro, you won't want to miss this or you'll literally regret it for the rest of your life. Two Dope Queens, weekly on HBO every Friday in February. Happy Black History Month. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.